Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Uh, in lieu of our usual opening nonsense, uh, we just want to take a moment to just kind of talk about what's going on in the world right now. We don't want this to become too heavy or anything, but basically we didn't feel it was appropriate to move forward without acknowledging the murder of George Floyd, all of the protests, the racial injustice that exists in America, and... This whole last week has just been incredibly heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just as an aside from all that for a moment, for instance, when COVID started, I said to Jessica, we're going to ignore it as much as we can. (laughs) Uh, I mean, COVID was a very, is and remains a very serious issue, but... I decided at that time, it's like, well, our podcast is just like a fun place where we're here to talk about something we love, which is Reliant K music. Let's not bog that down with the worry and... Keep it an escape. Keep it an escape from the craziness that was going on with quarantine and COVID. COVID discussions on the podcast up to now have just come up naturally. I didn't want to like acknowledge them if we could help it. This we could not ignore for many reasons fact that it's just it's so incredibly wrong i just don't think anyone who identifies this as injustice can just go ahead and ignore any of this it has nothing to do with reliant k it has nothing to do with like the silliness that we do in this show which is discussing our favorite band but we as people just can't stand by and pretend that this isn't happening anymore we put a statement online and we just want everyone to know where we stand in terms of all of this Yeah, now is not the time to be silent. Right. You know, um, George Floyd was not the first, and sadly, he will not be the last. But we can take a stand, and we can call out those who might use their powers for harm. Like they say, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Be kind, be empathetic, be compassionate, educate yourself, open your eyes to the injustices of the world, and those suffering. You know, I will never know their struggle. We'll never know their struggle. Right. You and I. But I will stand with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel that's um, well said. There's so much more that we could say, we could, and I want to say, but we just want to do something that we love, which is talk about Reliant K. It's, it's nothing in the face of all of this injustice. And... We don't want it to be a distraction at all. We want it to be something of an escape, but we do not want what we do to be thought of as any kind of distraction to the issues. So please join with us to continue to be vocal on what's happening. So we'll begin the regular episode in just a minute, but first we're just going to do a moment of silence. Thank you, everyone. Now our discussion of one of Reliant K's stupidest songs. <laughs> mood ring, oh mood ring, oh tell me, will you bring the key to unlock this mystery? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Mood rings, women, man. We're here to talk about <laughs> women, man. What's the deal? <laughs> Look at Jessica over here. Right now she's laughing. In any second she'll be crying. Uh, she'll be hitting me. Uh, what? 
So yeah, we're here to talk about Mood Rings. Can you believe it's been 50 episodes already of this show? I can't. Uh, we <laughs> finally reached the point where I'm like, wait, Danny, did we do that song already? And he's like, yes. And the I'm other like, day Oops. you asked me if we did Candlelight. And I'm like, yeah, we did. That week, that month we did Candlelight. We accidentally did three songs that all start with the word can. We did really? Candlelight. We did Can't Complain. And we did, shoot, something else. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Exactly. But we did three songs that all started with the word can by mistake. Nice. Um, yeah. So, mistake. That was intentional. Yes, of course. That was exactly intentional. Yeah. So we do have a voicemail this week. Uh, I did not pre-check it. Here it is. Someone from Florida, I believe. Hi. Um, my name is Beatrice. I'm from Florida. And I wanted to talk about the song Ratherings and what I think of it. Um, I really like the song. I do really wish they did change one line that really bothers me, which is the line about like being completely emotionless. I think that's like did not that did not age well seventeen years later. Um, but other than that, I think the song is really good. It, it really amps me up. Really hyping up. It's really cool. Um, I think they should have changed it for like the fans who are like, "This is sexist and stuff." Even though I don't really think it's sexist because it only talks about emotional girls, not all girls in general. So, yeah, that's just my take on it. Um, I guess that's all I need to call the podcast before. Um, um, bye. Have a good day. So thanks very much. Thank yes. you. So I guess we'll just get into the song. There's not like a ton of other sh- top of the show business right now. There's not any other voicemails. I do have to email back Trent um, and stuff, but I haven't done that. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll just, since that kind of kicks it off, did you have any other like top of the show business? No, no. Okay. But I, I do sort of, I do agree that it's about emotional girls and not all girls. girls. This isn't quite the the incel anthem that I think it's been kind of built up to be over right. the years. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like there are when it comes to both Reliant K and MXPX's by their own curve, their worst <laughs> incel moments. I would say mood rings and NF- and uh, NFL. <laughs> MXPX's song, GSF, the Girl Schmurls Foundation. They're both cutesy songs. Yeah. Which the word problematic is almost too strong. Because there's so much pop punk out there that's about how this girl doesn't like me. What a... And then word I don't want to say on this show. There are real problematic pop punk songs out there that are really about like girls are nothing, girls are monsters, girls are wrong because they won't like me. Yeah. When you hear a song like this, like, well, it's girl GSF by MXPX, it's cutesy. It's like about my friend, or, or I think Mike Carrera wrote it from the point of view of a friend. I could be wrong thinking it was Yuri, but it was someone like, hey, he had his heart broken. So he's like, girl schmurls, no more girls. And that's cute. It's like, yeah. hey, and anyone from any gender or any sexual orientation can understand the idea of I had my heart broken. I'm done with the group of the gender that I'm attracted to. I'm done with them. I can't deal with it anymore. Everyone says that all the time. So yeah. that MXPX song, I don't really think it's problematic. 
in that it is just about giving up on romance. And they done it, they wrote it from the point of view of cis heterosexual men, and that's girls that they like. So I don't think there's a problem with GSF. I think there's major <laughs> problems with Blink-182 songs, tons of problems with brand new songs, like all of these things. But, I mean, you could even, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this song, it's just, it's slightly more problematic than that. It's, but it's so <laughs> funny that girls love this song. Girls love this Girls song. <laughs> love this song. Because from like a hormonal girl point of view, and you know girl, other girls like this, not even seeing it in yourself per se, or maybe you can see it in yourself. I wasn't, I wasn't quite like the girl described in the song, but like I definitely had, you know, there are definitely those like mean girls at school who are right. kind of all over the place. And there's really only one set of really cringy lyrics, mm-hmm. and that's the first pre-chorus. She's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. Right. <laughs> so saying that guy from a guy's point of view, not great, but okay, I can let it slide. If you look at this from like a middle school, high school perspective. Right. Um, and that's something that, you know, I would say about like a- another girl in class or whatever. Like, oh, man, she's so pretty. But man, she doesn't act that way. Have you seen her insides? Her insides don't match her outsides. Right. You know, that's definitely something that as like a teenage girl who's been, you know, bullied or whatever, you're probably going to think. Um, and then her moods are swinging on the swing set almost every day. Mm-hmm. She said to me that she's so happy it's depressing. And all I said was someone get that girl a mood ring. He states at the end there, all I said was, which is the part that really irks me because he doesn't understand why he's being offensive. Right. He doesn't get that that's an offensive Well, that, that lyric, I've always gone back and forth on it. When he says, all I said was someone get that girl a mood ring, it sounds like he could be saying, when he says, all I said was, it's in past tense. But you don't know, is it in past tense of he said it and she got mad or she got mad and he said it? It honestly could be either. It's not. There's n- n- one over the other doesn't make it better. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm saying that that is, interpret- that is an interpretable lyric in the song when he says, all I said was someone get that girl a mood mm-hmm. ring. Like if she's going around being emotional and he and then he's like, she, she was emotional. And then right then all I said was get that girl a mood ring. Or is he saying... That girl was emotional. And all I had said before she got emotional was someone get that girl a mood ring. You could interpret it either way. Like I said, neither one is better than the other. (laughs) No, because he still isn't getting why his why his statement is is not cool, man. (laughs) Right. Um, and, And like I said, we do all know, like from from a teen perspective, the girls that he's talking about, but we also know the boys that he's talking about. We know about the hormonal (laughs) teens he is talking about. But also, sometimes I want to get Danny a mood ring. (laughs) And I'm not a teen. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, that's the number, that's the thing that I take away from this that I I think when I hear this song. And to address the, what, what was our caller's name? I apologize. Um, They were from Florida. Hold on one second. Let me listen again. 
okay, uh, edit point. I listened to her name like five times in a row with headphones, and it really, but the, the call was a little broken up. It really sounds like she said Beatrice. Yeah. So I believe the call was from Beatrice in Florida. If we've got your name wrong, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead so and DM sorry. us. Yeah, please do. <laughs> because I want to talk about that. Yeah, that when it's clear, she's completely emotionless. That line reminds me of apathetic way to be it feels like an early sort of look at that for some reason i don't know right except they're kind of putting it through the lens of look at this girl yeah. who's being apathetic yeah because yeah apathetic way to be is a, i it's think a, it's a, it, it looks it's such a self. great song yeah and yeah it's it's like it looks at the self and it's like i can't deal with you know it's hard for me it, there's so much going on in my life it's hard for me to function, which kind of fits exactly what's been happening this week. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's been like, it's been so incredibly heavy and I've, that I haven't been able to function, right? Yeah. With what's been going on this week. And that's kind of how sometimes, and it's wrong, especially in the face of such evil that's going on to feel that way. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the song, Apathetic Keep, uh, Apathetic Way to Be. It's apathetic like, EP. Ap- I'm talking about the song, <laughs> Apathetic EP. <laughs> In the song, Apathetic Way to Be, like, just like COVID, let's just focus on COVID for a second. Some of the stuff with COVID was, like, so crushing for me that I couldn't function, so I became apathetic in a way. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't even want to look at the news. I'm just going to stay inside. I just want to be apathetic. So it's like, yeah. So You kind of have to flick that switch in your brain as self-preservation. Right. And now is not the time to flick a switch now in your brain the time. And, and the be thing apathetic. Is, and just to take a little sidebar, and this does tie back into mood rings. For me, when it comes to like upsetting news, and I'm not even talking about this week right now. I'm talking about COVID. I'm talking about like upsetting stories about animals or upsetting other people political stories anything that's like upsetting and crushing i would see it and i get upset and i would have to compartmentalize it because jessica knows me and i think we've talked about this on this show is that i go is that like i don't have a measured ability to accept my upsetting angered emotions you know what i mean <laughs> i'm i'm 200 percent or nothing <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the fact that i bottle it up because Unfortunately, my reaction to that is to go apathetic way to be. <laughs> and that toy is still under the, That's not April. That toy is still under here, and we keep stepping on it during the podcast. I'm actually it using... on our Patreon episodes. So I, what it is, is it's... I'm picking up. Hang on. It feels good to, like, roll it yes, on your feet. because it's, it's a tennis ball with these two things, like, soft things sticking out of the sides. Like, so you play tug of war with it, right. or April can play with it on her own with the tennis ball part. And if you accidentally push in on one of the soft side things, it squeaks. <laughs> but I've been using the tennis ball part as a nice foot. foot massager. Yeah. We should just put tennis balls under there. We should. So. Life hack, everybody. Tennis balls, great foot massagers. But bad life hack is what I was saying, is that in everything up to this last week, when I saw things that were injustice or upsetting, they didn't have to be racial, they could just been anything upsetting in the news, I get so upset that it ruins my ability to think, to sleep, to function, everything. I go to 200% anger. So I become apathetic but not legitimately apathetic. I still feel it, but I know if I open it up, I'm going to 200% of motion, and there's no putting 
the genie back in the bottle. And this last week has been so upsetting. I couldn't just turn on that apathetic thing. I couldn't turn that on. And so I let it go to 200%, but I focused it all on social media and my 19 (laughs) Twitter accounts and all my Instagram accounts. But so, yeah, it's funny now tying it back to mood rings to see him singing about writing about a girl who like shuts down emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if she's real emotional, she probably shuts down emotionally because it's too much. And she's so stressed out that it's soothing. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get that. So stressed out that it's soothing and being apathetic because it's the only way to be and be able to function. Oh, and I was saying this, when I compartmentalize it and I push aside that upsetting story that I just saw, you could say it's bottling it up, but I know it's there and I know I'm upset, but I know that if I don't bottle it up, it takes me to 200%. And I know eventually when it explodes, I'm not gonna go to 300%, I'm still only gonna go to 200%. There's no version of Danny where it's like measured, focused anger. (laughs) (laughs) Or upset. There's there's nothing measured about Danny's anger. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Well, to take it back, Snape and his potions bubble out in slow motion. Is this your parody lyrics? Yes. (laughs) uh, Clint also sent us some parody lyrics. Nice. He wrote, it's omelets one day, but now it's fried eggs, and we've got no silverware. <laughs> Send us your parody lyrics to Mood Rings. That's right. <laughs> Don't just go on aren'tiright.com or am I right? What is it am called? Am I right? Send them to Sadie Hawkins Pod. We're going to become the new am I right.com. Um, yeah, so this song, Major Crowd Pleaser. Major Crowd Pleaser. Major Crowd Pleaser, which it feels kind of odd uh, because, you know, the lyrics uh, don't super hold up, but it is just like a fun, nostalgic song. Like, especially if you were like a, a junior high or high schooler in the early 2000s. And I think that's why this probably stands the test of time is... And it continues to make the set list all the way up to when they were last touring in 2016. Right. It's just the nostalgia. It's for the fans like myself who were in like middle school and high school and, you know, rocking out to the first three, four Reliant K albums and, you know, feeling that 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 voice speak to them. My thought on this song is, in terms of being a crowd pleaser, is that this is a better song musically than Sadie Hawkins' dance. I didn't say Sadie Hawkins pod. Hot take. Hot take. But the thing is, and I think this is part of the reason Ryan K doesn't love playing it. I've heard, I think I believe, I believe I heard Matt Hoop say this in an interview is that they hate just like it's difficult. Now, I don't know if he said hate, but he said it's difficult going out there every night for 20 years and playing the song that goes dun, 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 dun. That's Sadie Hawkins dance. Just like dun. Dun dun! It's Eddie Hawkins dance. It gets a little like it's like working in an airport. It's like working outside on the tarmac in an airport. Like the noise just becomes too much after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mood Rings is a more forward driving, momentum proper, little pop rock, pop punk song. You know what I mean? It doesn't have that Eddie Hawkins dance in my khaki <laughs> pants. I find that part annoying. I've even talked about it. Is that Responsibility by MXPX? 
I didn't love that song for many years, like everyone else did. It's one of their biggest songs, but I just didn't like, don't like this responsibility. I don't like those, duh, duh. I don't like those kind of songs. I never have. So Sadie Hawkins Dance is a song that I like, but I hear that dun, 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 dun thing. And I'm like, it's not really a song. It, it doesn't hit the thing in my brain of this is a song. So Mood Rings is more driving forward. I wish that the lyrics to Sadie Hawkins' dance were in the tune for Mood Rings. <laughs> I also wonder, and well, because we're not going to be talking about Sadie Hawkins' dance for a long time. Sometimes I listen to Sadie Hawkins' dance, and I heard it a bunch live recently because in like recent years, they often, when they wanted to play more of the recent album stuff, and they didn't really want to play things off the first three albums, Sadie Hawkins' dance and Mood Rings would often be the encore. Right, mm-hmm. and sometimes that might be the only stuff off the first yeah. <laughs> three albums that they play. But um, doing research for Mood Rings this week, there were a lot of YouTube videos where the two songs were bundled together in one YouTube video. So I heard Sadie Hawkins dance live in 2016, 2015. I'm like, isn't there a way they could kind of like rework Sadie Hawkins dance to make it a little less like this, like? Kind of just rework it to make it more driving for you know just more more chords like less pauses less stops right because five iron frenzy did that with every new day where the horn line used to be da 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 and then they changed it to da 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 they changed that horn line because that horn line used to be da 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 like isn't there a way to change city hawkins dance from da 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 to something well, Dan, we're not talking about Sadie Hawkins dance. Today. I know we're not talking about Sadie Hawkins dance for years. We're talking about years. We're probably not going to do Sadie Hawkins dance until the last year of the podcast. We're talking about mood rings today, and this song features a subtle use of vocal harmony, mild syncopation, groove-based composition, basic rock song structures, and punk roots. Wow. Well, am I sitting across from? You can see my socks. <laughs> what did you do with my wife? <laughs> Thank you again, Pandora Music Genome. Oh, right, which we were told is not often correct. <laughs> Plus, this song is great because it's got references. Right. To uh, You got Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. You've got Mood Rings, yeah. which were like a late 90s fad. Do you remember? Let's talk about Mood Rings themselves for a second. Do you remember Mood Rings, Danny, being a big deal? No, but before, can I just comment on references real quick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so back during our For the Band episode, because this kind of ties into For the Band a little bit, and maybe Matt Thiessen really loved Boy Meets World, because after we did our For the Band pod, Adam Kramer of So I've Been Told podcast, he sent me a DM, and he was like, hey, have you ever heard about this clip from Boy Meets World that I think, that he thinks... Matt Thiessen basically inspired the bridge of For the Band where he sings, um, she sat me down and said to me, you think you've misplaced your identity because what you do isn't all of who you really are. There's an episode of Boy Meets World where the mom and the dad, like the dad loses his career or something, and the mom sits down with him and is like, and I have the clip here on our Instagram, it's real short, I chopped down it all to just this moment. And now that's what I am for the rest of my life. Alan, what you do for a living is only a little of what you are. It's not mostly what you are. Well, 
And it's a whole longer scene where Mr. Feeney comes out. You remember the principal? <laughs> yeah. And they all have a conversation about Alan's career and how he needs to figure out something else. But I just, it seems like Boy Meets World might be a bigger part of, the, if this is true, Boy Meets World might be a bigger part of the Reliant K oeuvre if, he's, if he did, was Didn't inspired by Didn't dad, like, manage a grocery store or something? Like... Maybe that's what he went on to do. I don't know. I don't really know Boy Meets World. Well, either the... Either the dad lost his grocery store right there, or he's about to open the grocery store. One or the other, I'm sure. But yeah, so I just wanted to point that out because I forgot to follow up on the For the Band episode about that, but I thought it made more sense to talk about it here. Because here's a song where Matt Teeson is deliberately referencing Boy Meets World, and here's a song for the band where he might be vaguely referencing a very deep cut moment <laughs> from Boy Meets World. He's going to have to pull a George Harrison and get rid of all of his TVs and radios so that he's not influenced by anything <laughs> right. else ever. Right. So mood rings. Mood rings. <laughs> taking it to Sadie Hawkins dance, taking it to For the Band. But I'm saying that I think mood rings for all of its gender politics, which seem dated and wrong nowadays, it might be a center of the Reliant K thematic universe in a way. <laughs> the thing about mood rings is that they're never right. There is no legit science behind mood rings. They just react to temperature. Right. Do you want to... I, I have YouTube videos I watched. <laughs> okay. Of like general... <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> sure, I was just going to read the Wikipedia page, so well, let's go with your YouTube video. Here's a short explanation I found on YouTube with Jill Marar, Morer, Jill Marar, where she describes how you how mood rings work. Are you sure we weren't about to watch a Lakeisha Kruger video? Because it really sounded it did like, sound that. like that. Oh, I have more about Lakeisha Kruger for later. Oh, I'm sure. This is Jill Maurer with your Jewelry Minute, and today I'm answering the question: How do mood rings work? Mood rings were invented in 1975 by two inventors who did not patent the idea, and they became very, very popular during the 1970s and continue to be popular today. Mood rings are marketed as saying that the stone changes color depending on your mood, and this is partially true. The stone in a mood ring has a layer of liquid crystals in it, and these liquid crystals, the molecules, react to, to heat, and they react to your body heat by twisting and turning. And as they do this, when they turn in different ways, the light coming in is reflected differently, and your eye sees that as different colors. So it is true that when you're in a good mood, normally your body temperature is warmer and that will show in the ring. And when, you are, when you're experiencing fear or anger, your body temperature goes a little lower and that will show in the ring. But it's also true that if you've just climbed a flight of stairs, even if you are angry about that, you will be warmer and the mood ring will show happiness. The same is true if you just took a hot bath or a hot shower. So it's not scientifically exactly correct that it shows your mood, but it does show changing body temperatures and they are a lot of fun. It's not scientifically correct at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so mood rings, they made a comeback in like the late 90s, maybe real early 2000s, like 2000, 2001 maybe. Right. And I remember going to Claire's and getting a mood ring <laughs> keychain 
and casino <laughs> keychains were also tell really you big if your at that car time. Is angry or happy? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So it, it was like a little credit card, and then it had the little that like liquid crystal thing on the front of it mm-hmm. and it told you at the top what each thing meant and you would press your thumb to it and then whatever when you pulled your thumb away whatever color it was was how you were feeling i see yeah you were probably too old for that for the for the keychain craze you didn't have all your keychains on your <laughs> kipling back cra- remember keychains <laughs> remember the you don't remember hey, like boomers you remember keychains <laughs> like You'd have like 50 keychains on your backpack. It was a big deal. You don't remember that? I remember lots of keychains, but I remember thinking giant keychains were stupid. Like, <laughs> like you take over your pocket. Like, I guess if you didn't want to lose your keys, you're like, yeah, my sister and I think even my mom had like these giant keychains with tons of stuff on them so they wouldn't lose them. But it seemed like overkill to me. Like, just keep it to what you need. I just, I got my, uh, I don't know, Barnes & Noble <laughs> membership <laughs> key fob. Probably your library My one. library yeah. card, Jamba Juice. <laughs> and the keys to the places that I actually go. Oh, Danny, you weren't going to Jamba Juice in 2000, 2001. What are you saying? I'm fat. I get it. <laughs> I was saying that that after if it's drama you want, then look no further. I was saying that after the Fishbone show, you weren't going out with your friends to Jamba Juice, is what I'm saying. My friends didn't go with me to the Fishbone show. No one would be friend. No one would like Fishbone as much as I liked them. I'm saying that instead you went to a Chinese restaurant owned by mobsters. That's what you were doing instead after the show. That's an entirely different story. First of all, that was the Aquabats. (laughs) I didn't go to the Chinese restaurant. I was walking down the street looking for a CVS, and I asked a guy in a suit standing outside of a Chinese restaurant, and this is in Providence, Rhode Island, which is known for an actual mob, like... People, <laughs> whatever you call them, populace. It has a thriving mob scene. Is that what you're it saying? It does. <laughs> and I asked a guy in a suit. He was just a guy in a suit. I'm like, hey, you know where there's a CVS? And he's like, hold on one second. Come here. And he wasn't like, right, hold on a second. He was just like a normal guy. And we walk in and then there's an old Italian guy <laughs> sitting there in a closed Chinese restaurant talking to a Chinese guy. And they ask, where's the CVS? I'm like, what did I walk into? <laughs> That's a totally different situation. <laughs> It's a true story. Now I know how the girls feel who get all treated by Reliant K as being too moody because now you're treating me like I'm too moody. What was I saying? I don't <laughs> you're treating me like Matt Thiessen treats all the ladies. Like you're being too moody, Danny. What? <laughs> so it's so fun. You know, one thing... From the teenage politics point of view of this song, and I'm, it's just that, like, yeah, if you're Great a teenage, album. Great yeah. album. <laughs> if you're a teenage boy, and you like girls, and they're mysterious, and let's just for a moment take, you can't fully do this, but let's just for a moment take sex out of the equation. Let's just look at it. Let's just put that in a in a parenthetical and keep that to the side for a second. Wait, sex like sex or sex like gender? Sex like sex. Sex like okay. sexual attraction and desire. Okay. Just looking, just thinking about being a boy and like 
you don't know what you feel half the time. You know what I mean? Because you're going through puberty. And then over there are these girls and they're going through something totally different and you can't understand them because they're like, because yeah, th- whatever, they feel different ways because they're human beings and they have different chemicals inside their bodies. But then like you as a boy take it personal that they don't like you or personal that they're upset or something. But then like, it's like, calm down, kid. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to, qu- you know what I mean? Like, opposite sex and sexual attraction is mysterious enough, but then put into the fact that this is, like, whatever, however old. He was early 20s, so he still remembers what it's like to be a teenager, and he's still all that. It's still connected emotionally to all of that strangeness and difficulty. It's like just being a teenager and having no idea what you feel, but seeing a girl and wanting her to like you, and then she doesn't like you, and then she's angry at you, and you're like, what's wrong with her? It's like she's an alien. Like, it's a perfectly valid thing to understand, to think. But then maybe just, like, putting it in the song feels so angsty. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so lightly angsty. It is. It's so funny. It is an angsty song, but it's so lightly, like, sillily angsty. It's very strange. Yeah. I think as a larger statement, when you look at it, obviously it's wrong. But when you look at it as an actual teenager, no teenager, because... On YouTube, it's only girls. On YouTube, it's girls <laughs> making videos for this. It's girls recording with their iPhone live and singing along. Girls love this song. So, yeah, it's strange. My, my favorite part, though, in the song, at the very end, when Matt Thiessen goes, that's terrible. Like, he just kind of, like, <laughs> under his breath laughs, that's terrible. I'm like, is that virtue signaling <laughs> before that was really a phrase? You know what I mean? Like... How do you interpret it when Matt Thiessen mumbles under his breath at the end of the song? That's terrible. Is he saying like, oh man, I can't re- believe I wrote a, a song like this? Or do you think he's saying like, just kind of like de- de- degrading his... Because Matt Thiessen is constantly like degrading himself in his lyrics and saying he's not worthy of like the girl that he's in love with and stuff. Like, what do you interpret that moment at the end of the song to mean? I just, like, I can't believe we wrote that song. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that's the song. He also does a little chuckle at the beginning where he's like, we all know those girls that I am talking about. That's the other thing. Yeah, he laughs in the song. (laughs) We all know the girls that I'm talking about. It's kind of like... Who is he? Bruce Springsteen during Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, yeah. I love that. (laughs) Danny loves that. I love to hate that. In Santa Claus is Coming to Town when Clarence, the saxophone player, I believe, in the live performance, came out in a Santa suit and starts going, ho, 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 ho. And then Bruce Springsteen in the recording just can't stop laughing. He's just the funniest thing he's ever seen. Clarence is Santa Claus. He's, and he's like, Santa Claus is coming to town. And I'm like, get a hold of yourself. You're Bruce Springsteen and you're Mark Lee Townsend are like the same person. <laughs> Clarence is a doodler. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, f- I forgot about that laugh at the beginning. That's true. I think it's like, it's almost like, hey, we're having fun here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you look online, there are people obviously who are very angry at this song. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> and I'm not defending it. But I am just saying that it seems like it's a point of view that a lot of people understand 
and I don't mean just men. I don't just mean heterosexual men who are like, what's the deal with my girl? Why is she so emotional? It seems like girls love this song. Yeah, I've seen some, I've definitely seen some debate on there during the deep dive this week of like people calling people snowflakes for finding the song offensive and right. people saying, no, this song is like problematic. And I think we both kind of exist somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. So. I feel like the best, I feel like the only appropriate point of view I can find on the song is to say that for me to enjoy this song would be offensive. For me to enjoy the message of this song would be offensive. For me to sing along to this and be like, yeah, women, that's (laughs) offensive. That's wrong. But for anyone else to feel like this song isn't a big deal, especially if they're girls, is a completely valid point of view. This is sort of, this is only vaguely on topic, but when I saw Sublime with Rome at the Back to the Beach Fest, the first year and the second day that you didn't go with me, when they played the song Date Rape, and that song is, of course, an anti-rape song, but it does it through sort of this ironic thing of just telling the story, and then at the end, the date rapist goes to prison and gets raped by an inmate. What, that's just the point of the song, just in case no one's ever heard of it. There's a moment where in that story of that song where the lyric is they're in court and the bad guy in the song stands up to the judge and says, she lies, that little slut, right? That's the lyric. In the crowd, I got very uncomfortable because since that's like at the end of a stanza of the song, like everyone in the crowd was like, she lies, that little slut. And it's like... <sighs> I know that the song is anti-rape. I completely know that. But that one single moment when everyone's yelling that line, it's like if there's a difference between like exposing a fraudulent point of view and exposing ignorance and amplifying it, right? And in that moment, I felt like that fictional, for all intents and purposes, fictional character in that song had his fictional voice amplified. It was very strange. So... My point is, there's a parallel there somewhere with me with this song, that if a man is singing like, we all know the girls that I'm talking about, it's like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. But if the girls are singing along to this song, then it is no problem to me. If anyone sings along to that one sublime lyric, (laughs) it seems like a problem. Yeah, that was one of the first songs you learned how to play on the ukulele. Unfortunately. (laughs) And I was like really uncomfortable. I was like, Danny, I don't like this song. It's not (laughs) that I aimed for that song. It's that I was looking through a like punk and ska. I was actually looking through a punk and ska like ukulele thing. And I only focused on the ska song because I wanted to learn ska on the ukulele. And it just so happens that song had the simplest chords. It had like two or three chords that I could easily do. I thought it was just because you grew up with the sounds of Sublime with Rome. Right. (laughs) There was a radio commercial for Sublime with Rome playing at like a casino. And like in the commercial, because legally speaking, you can't call Sublime with Rome Sublime. Because that's why it's called Sublime with Rome. So in the commercial, they're like, I grew up listening to the music of Sublime with Rome. Well, that's how Sublime is or isn't sexist. Let's talk about how Reliant K used You saw how CCM it tied back into the Moon Rings thing, I'm saying. <laughs> that wasn't a completely out of left field. I'm saying anyone singing that lyric 
it feels wrong. Yes. Men singing mood rings and being like, yeah, that feels wrong. But women can sing it all they want as far as I'm concerned. Call me a snowflake. Go ahead. I know you're thinking it. (laughs) No, I was just thinking how like, yeah, no, like I said, it's just being a girl and thinking about like other girls, you know, in school or, you know, Girl Scouts or uh, karate, all of your activities that, you know, maybe you don't you don't gel with, you don't mesh with. Maybe they're not, you know, super nice to you or or whatever. And, you know, this this is definitely a song that I would like drive around and like sing along to because I'm like yeah let's get those emotional girls not me I'm not one of those no 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 no. let's get those emotional girls to all wear mood rings so that I can get tipped off to when they're ticked off so this comes from I want to say pathos I think it's like pathos.com uh hashtag planet ccm reliant k and using ccm to sell sexism by sarah moon Uh, Content note, victim blaming, body shaming. Diana E. Anderson is hosting a synchro blog this week about contemporary Christian music, CCM, and how it affected the lives of those who grew up with it. I've already written one post on the subject explaining that because of my ultra conservative upbringing, I wasn't the world's largest CCM fan. Reliant K was one of the only two Christian bands that I ever ended up liking, Five Iron Frenzy being the other. I have a special place in my heart for them still, but some of their older lyrics now make me cringe. An example of this is the song Mood Rings, which is filled with sexist stereotypes about the overly emotional, hysterical women. What is this person saying? This is ridiculous. This is upsetting me. I've talked before about how <laughs> the evangelical me. Fine, church ignore me. is more often <laughs> invested in and therefore a huge promoter of sexism and patriarchy. Mood Rings is an example of one of the ways that the evangelical church uses a, the Christian music industry as a vehicle for sexism. Interestingly, this song inspired Thomas Nelson publishers to call up Reliant K and have them write a book about right. girls. The That's complex so infrastructure known as the female mind was published in 2004 and takes its title from the last line of Mood Rings. Well, no, we know that Mark Nicholas. No, nope. ri- <laughs> nope. Danny. What? Reliant K wrote that book. Mark <laughs> Nicholas just helped them organize their thoughts. So... This is a good time to mention patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, <laughs> where we are reading through all of the complex infrastructure known as the female mind book. And there's a lot going on over oh, there. Oh, wow. Isn't, is there ever? <laughs> it, I love my favorite part that we're coming into now is how they kind of forget at times that this is Reliant K related. <laughs> and instead of like some editor going through and trying to sprinkle in you know, more Reliant K references. It's almost like they're writing it and they're like, oh, I haven't had a Reliant K reference in like three chapters. Better fit a couple in right now. They're all like clumped together. Brian sitting next to me says. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, and I believe we came up with the realization that that book is probably... Now this person who I completely... I agree. I'm not disagreeing with anything that she's saying about the Christian, Christian music industry pushing, you know, sexism and patriarchal ideas onto their listeners. I mean, you could take it even further, and there's all kinds of bad ideas in Christian, different Christian pop music. There's also lots of ideas that are very radical, like Five Iron Frenzy having a, what is essentially an anti-cop anthem in Go and Get Your Riot Gear, or having what was an attempt at 
a pro LBGT song, which was Fahrenheit. Five Iron Frenzy has had songs like that as well. My point, yeah, but when you talk about the larger Christian music industry, I think this person's absolutely right. I completely lost my track of thought. That's okay, because Sarah Moon (laughs) is going to go on and keep talking about the book. No, but what I was going to say was... I just don't agree with the one thing she said that the song Mood Rings inspired this publisher. I I don't know. We don't we haven't figured out what the heck is going on, why this book was written. I don't think it really had anything to do with Reliant K, right? I think it was just like someone wrote it. Someone was like, let's just write a book and cash in on the Reliant K name because it doesn't actually give any good advice about relationships at all. There's so much more going on. But my theory now is that the ghostwriter, not the ghostwriter because his name's on the book, but the co-writer, Mark Nicholas, I believe he wrote the book on spec and it was called Girls Mark Wants to Boink because <laughs> it's all just descriptions after description of girls from a male point it's of view. so detailed and I'm like, I in think the descriptions this, of the, each girl. Yeah, I think these are the kind of girls he wants to date. And then down the line, someone was like, you know, we can make this a relationship book and let's slap the real NK name on it. Reliant K's name is on the front, though according to this interview, the book was written almost completely by Mark Nicholas, who is not a member of the group well, and never was. So what do you mean? He's the fifth member of Reliant K. So this isn't a critique of the band members themselves or their views of women. I don't know each member's views. So that link is unfortunately a dead link because uh, I would really love to see an well, interview where they talk about the book. Oh, dang. So did you... It's just... It, it's, I'm sorry. It's not a dead link. It still goes. The video has been removed from YouTube. It was a video. Fudge. Yeah. So if anybody say, has that, oh man. has a copy of that or can point us to that, we uh, would love to know. We just really need to know everything about this book. Because <laughs> Mark Nicholas is also a major mystery. Yeah. Because there's like a famous British football player, soccer player named Mark Nicholas. And we don't think that it's him. Nope. <laughs> and there's one other book about how to live on a boat on the open yep. ocean by Mark Nicholas. There's like, this can't be the same guy. There's no info about this guy. There's no about the author page. It's such a common name. It's so yeah. hard. Was it a made up name? <laughs> I did think about that. I did think, I was like, I wonder if somebody was like, man, this is not great. I'm just going to throw on a uh, pseudonym. I do want to analyze this book, however, for hashtag planet CCM, you know how much I love analyzing Christian relationship books to look at some of the messages that the evangelical church sent to people in my generation using the Christian music industry. The premise of the book is taken from sexist stereotypes found in mood rings. Women and girls are mysterious, complicated, emotional, and impossible to understand. Yeah. The book also falls into the same traps that other books I've analyzed fall into. Okay, so full disclosure, as I've said before, I don't actually read these ahead of time, and I'm realizing now that this is focusing a bit more on the book than on the song <laughs> Mood Rings. Well, we need this article for <laughs> patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Basically, uh, yeah, so I should I keep reading this here, or should I save this for the Patreon? Should you save this for patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod? <laughs> I hope it's not Patreon. I hope it's not SadieHawkinsPod.patreon.com. One of the Google Patreon Sadie Hawkins Pod. Do we yeah. have a link to it somewhere? Yes. <laughs> that does not sound. <laughs> yeah, it's usually in all our bios. Okay, cool. So go hit us up on the socials. On click the link in our bio. Yeah. On. What is that? It's Twitter also doc. in the show notes for this podcast you're listening to right oh, now. Oh, there you go. 
find us that way. And as we continue to read this article that I should have <laughs> pre-read. pre-read. But that's great. We have, oh, it is it is patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Uh, and we'll definitely discuss that article over there. Awesome. So I do have, however, a blog post specifically about this song. Okay, good. This comes from spiritualsoundingboard.com. Throwback Thursday, Reliant K Mood Rings. And this was posted four months ago. Oh, wow. Throwback Thursday is a new series where we'll look at how Christian culture influences thoughts about women. Today, we'll look at Reliant K's song, Mood Rings. This song was released on Reliant K's 2003 album, Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right, But Three Do. Nice. The album is geared towards teens and young adults of the day. A lot of their songs are meant to be sarcastic, but I was caught off guard by these lyrics. And then they post the lyrics. With the band's music style, some may think this is a fun, silly song. But with lyrics such as, because they're girls, yeah, you know those girls, that let their emotions get the best of them. Yeah, that line's (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have to bleep that, but... (laughs) Yes, sorry. I should have brought that up earlier when I was talking about... That's that another line me. that's actually irked me. Is that that, and I'm not virtue signaling here. That line irks me as well. We all know those girls that let their emotions get the best of them. It reminds me. Sorry, and we'll get back to this article, but of Vanessa from What Have You Been Doing Lately? Because Justin goes off to college, starts drinking beer, starts not, you know, testifying about his faith anymore. There's an actual thing you can discuss there for that person. But when he talks to Vanessa. All Vanessa is, is feeling really emotional and scared and confused. Vanessa doesn't do anything. Nope. She doesn't, she hasn't, she hasn't like actually actively skirted any of her faith. She's just like confused and rationality has left her and stuff. Whatever. But with lyrics such as, cause they're girls. Yeah, you know, those girls that let their emotions get the best of them. And, and when it's clear, it means she's completely emotionless. And that's all right. I must confess. One is left to wonder if what men really want is women who are robots and void of character. I can tell you that there are creepos out there that do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You talking about me? Uh, no, I'm talking about that I watched as part of a project that I was helping to develop and write for. I had to watch some news footage and documentaries and stuff on men who build sex robots and (laughs) there are definitely guys out there who just want their perfect robotic wife right who doesn't say anything has no opinions takes on their the form of them and i mean we're not even and then it goes so far beyond lars and the real girl vibes i mean just yeah um (laughs) Uh, This implies a one-sided relationship where women don't cause any problems. The spoken word, huh, that was terrible, is confusing to me. Is the band saying that all of the words and attitudes towards women are wrong? I'm not fully convinced since they wrote a book titled The Complex Infrastructure Known as the Female Mind, according Mm. to Reliant K. The book is supposed to be a fun look at the band's experience with different types of girls and providing godly (laughs) advice to girls. That's not what it is. We're reading the book. That's not what it is. Perhaps. 
Perhaps Reliant K meant for this to be a sarcastic song, and they don't believe the attitude towards women that is portrayed in the lyrics. I'm always up for some good sarcasm, but I find these lyrics to be less than helpful. It could be due to spending time reading books, listening to Christian leaders, and hearing personal stories about how women should not be led by their emotions. That men are to be in charge because they are more rational and emotions can cause sinful behavior. As of last year, Reliant K was still touring and Mood Rings is still showing up on their set list. And it will for for forever. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts on the song's lyrics? Yeah, I forgot about that line. And when it's clear, it means she's completely emotionless. And that's all right, I must confess. The fact that that's all right is like, I had forgotten about the lyric. And it's... (laughs) So this reminds me of another note I had. And that is that the bridge, I never could suss out the lyrics to the later half of this song. It's so jam-packed with syllables Mm -hmm. and so many ideas being, like, shoved into this song at the end that, and is not a big, I like lyrics, I'm not a quote-unquote lyrics guy in that I don't, I focus on lyrics and music and sometimes just if I syllabically understand (laughs) that they are singing, I'm good. I don't need to actually analyze every syllable and know exactly what they're saying. But in researching this song, the bridge, for the very first time, I didn't even realize he was singing about all the different colors of the mood ring mean these different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I missed that too. I know, I missed that too until I was reading the lyrics for this, which is why I think I kind of skimmed over that last line there. So just to read through the bridge, he says... Because when it's black means watch your back because you're probably the last person in the world right now she wants to see. Obviously, I understood many of these lyrics. But for instance, I just never knew he was singing when it's black, watch your back. Because I didn't realize he was singing about when the mood ring is black, watch your back. When it's blue, it means you should call her up immediately and ask her out because she'll most likely agree. Again, I heard the word, the, 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 the second half of that, but I didn't comprehend the first half of that. And when it's green, she simply means she's really stressed. And when it's clear, she's completely emotionless. And that's all right, I must confess. Again, like each individual line, I kind of comprehend it. But the larger portion of he's telling the story of here's all the mood ring colors and here's what they all mean. I didn't get that he's going through this whole little story in that moment in the bridge. And yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I guess the joke is she's emotionless, so she's not going to start yelling at me and yeah. hitting me for no reason. And there are tons of literal videos for this song <laughs> when we get to YouTube, and a lot of them are all girls. Some of them are literally all girls making the video. Some of them are mostly girls and a few guys. Um, and they love always like when the girl gets upset, she starts hitting the guy. I was going to say, you keep bringing up hitting, and I'm like, that is not, that's not, that's the, not typically a not female reaction to things. It's not in the song, but it is in the videos where it's like, the guy goes up and starts talking to her, and she starts, not like not like viciously hitting him, but like slapping him on you know the top of the head and stuff. It happens in almost all these videos. So I'm playing devil's advocate. To say that when he says she's emotionless and that's all right, I must confess, I guess the joke is that she's emotionless, so she's not going to start yelling at me. So at least, oh, I can take a breather because this lady is finally stopping yelling at me <laughs> about her girl stuff. But it is, it does seem incredible. That is the, that's probably the single most sexist line in yeah. the song. It's like, hey, she's just a robot. She's nothing now. 
<sighs> also, for a poppy song, and for one of their poppiest songs that is such a crowd pleaser, structurally, very complex song. Because just looking at the Genius page right now, it goes, verse 1, pre-chorus, chorus, post-chorus, verse 2, pre-chorus, chorus, post-chorus, bridge, verse 3, outro. This is like a very like structurally complex this mm-hmm. the, the, this is this is, is the complex infrastructure <laughs> known as <laughs> Matt Matteson's writing. <laughs> like a song with a pre-chorus and a post-chorus and an outro. Like it's a very for a poppy song, it's very complicated. Like obviously I guess this chord structure and all that is probably very simple, but I've only ever had one Goodreads quote pop up for Reliant K. And it's Let's get emotional girls to all wear mood rings. Reliant K. What was it in reference to? It's just, you know how, like, if you're ever looking for quotes online and stuff, Goodreads often comes up. This is the only quote that has ever come up for me for Reliant K. Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, and we are back to, I forgot about this because I did my research like a week ago. We're back to Am I Right for Super Bowl rings. (sighs) Oh, this, yeah, I know this one. This, this, I wrote this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all know those Rams that I am talking about. Now, I should note, this is not when they were the Los, as the Los Angeles Rams before or right. now. This is the in-between when they were in St. Louis. Okay. We all know the Rams that I am talking about. Well, they are winners, but now they're losers. And the only questions when fans will give up. And they'll give up. We know that without a doubt. Because they want winners, Super Bowl winners, and the Rams aren't doing that these days. And there's a question from every fan we just don't understand. Why can't the Rams win another Super Bowl ring? The fans get ticked off, the pass was picked off, and the record keeps on sinking. It keeps on sinking. They have talent, but they sure don't always play that way. The scrimmage lines keep getting backed up further every play. And no one seems to understand what Coach is doing. All the fans want is another Super Bowl ring. If it's drama you want, then look no further. The coach and QB and QB's wife all saying different things. (laughs) This is the moment where they gave up and they're like, okay, I should just be writing my own song. And they can't decide. It's Warner and then it's Bulger. He burns his timeouts early and... Uh, early on and then goes <laughs> for it on fourth and long now relying k if they want to if they want to escape the problems that they have with this song from a gender politics point of view they should start singing this song yeah it's clearly much better yeah make it about the the cleveland browns oh yeah we can't why can't the rams win another super bowl ring The fans get ticked off, the pass was picked off, and the record keeps on sinking. It keeps on sinking. This, I don't know, this is pretty good. This is cute. I don't know football, so I'm just like kind of, I'm tumbling over the lyrics a little bit because I don't really know what they mean. Uh, They have talent, but they sure don't want always want to play that way. The scrimmage line keeps getting backed up further every play, and no one seems to understand what Coach is doing, and all the fans want is another Super Bowl ring. In 99, The Greatest Show was playing really fine. Next year was okay, but the playoffs didn't really shine. And in 01, we thought that they had the right stuff to get it done. 
but now the Super Bowl is over and they haven't won. And in 02, Warner kept falling out with injury. And in 03, there was this big QB controversy. In 04, what can we expect? We all know the Rams that I am talking about. <laughs> we Do liked we? them last Do year. We? And now it's this year. And the fans, they just don't care. And the sports writers, they'll never figure Marts out. First they chuckle and then they hide. And everyone has found despair. Oh, please, I'm finding despair right now. Oh, Super Bowl ring. Why are you torturing <laughs> the fans of St. Louis, Missouri? Due to lack of emotion, fans are losing devotion. And why, oh, why can't the Rams win a Super Bowl one more time? That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No. (laughs) So so as long as I have the genius page up, I don't have anything to say about that. That That was an earful. The only note... On genius specific to a lyric, there is one person who wrote like this is about a guy who's dealing with but whatever generally about the song. The only lyric you can click is well first she's Jekyll then she's Hyde at least she makes a lovely pair. Justin McLaw says a year ago now before I read this please realize that this annotation is unreviewed so take it with a grain of salt. Okay. This is a reference to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a famous story about a dude who drinks a potion and gains a mean alternate personality. They don't... Are you sure about that? I mean, it's an unreviewed annotation. So please, 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 please don't go around just spreading that. Just be aware. Okay. There's no annotation for Boy Meets World or... Days of Our Lives or any of that. There's not even an annotation for what is a mood ring. It's just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is about a dude who takes a potion. Amazing. Well, under Urban Dictionary... I have a parody. Oh, okay. It goes, let's get emotional girls to all wear wood rings. Because you wear a wooden ring. Are you calling me emotional? Oh, let's get podcast co-hosts <laughs> to all wear wood rings. There you go. Because if April eats it, then we'll get ticked off. <laughs> Jessica likes these wooden rings. And one time April ate one and we got so upset. And April was like, she slinked away. She knew she had done something really bad. So she slinked away. And this is when we had a crate out for her. Uh, we don't have the crate anymore, but she had a crate. We were crate training her we when we first got her. We were crate training when we first got her. This is in the first year we had her. Yeah. And she slinked away super sad into her crate and was like, I was a bad girl. And Jessica was still really upset that this like irreplaceable wooden ring had been destroyed. And when I looked over at April... You can't get them anymore. No, yeah. The company the that company, made them, they yeah. were limited edition. And well, although what this, this story I'm telling happened like seven, eight years ago. Right. When April came slinking out of the crate for a second, looked over at me... Well, Jessica was like crying and I looked at April and she looked at me and then she turned around and walked back in her crate. I wasn't crying. I was just well, like pissed. You're so upset. Yeah. Because not only that, she jumped up onto the coffee table to get it. Right. Was, was, was what she really got me. It. Like it was sitting on top of a large stack of books on top of the coffee table. And she went for it. She's and like, she this smells it. and looks delicious. I want this. 
But then, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> seeing her walk out, look at me, know, we, know that, like, things still weren't okay, and then turn around and walk back, I wanted to laugh so bad, because I'm like, she's such a smart puppy. <laughs> she's emotionally, she has emotional intelligence. Yeah. April doesn't need a mood ring. She's got emotional intelligence. Yeah, you we always forgave know what her. she's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. She was fine like five minutes later, but right. it was just annoying. <laughs> but she was also a new puppy to the home, so she probably thought we were going to give her up because of it. We would never. Poor baby. April, come here. We love you. She's like, I'm napping. What do you want? Yeah. She's like, I don't remember that. She's very comfortable at all. now. Yeah. She's like, Are you kidding me? I'm a dog eight years ago. Get out of here with that. So, Urban Dictionary. Mood ring. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. A mood ring is when your penis. <laughs> Was that here or was that on the Patreon? That was on the Patreon. I I don't remember what thing we were... What did we look up? Oh, for the rock chick, she... It wasn't slumps into every room. Oh, what did she do? She, she was. It was. She's yeah. Slump. She clumps. Clumps. She, she clumps. clumps There's into a line, the room. and this is the perfect time to talk about it. Patreon.com/slash Sadie Hawkins Pod. We were reading a chapter of the book, and it says she clumps into the room, and we're like, "What does, what? Clump, what does mean? clump mean?" So we looked it up, and that's the other thing about Patreon.com. If you ever wanted to hear us say talk about sexual things on urban dictionary there you go i did we're a family podcast over here i did pre-read this one so one a pretty mood ring one a pretty girl who seems like she likes you but the next time you see her she hates you oh two a pretty girl who would need to wear a mood ring for you to get a straight answer on how she feels three the girls are the mood ring this is ridiculous three a girl accurately described by Reliant K song, Mood Rings. This is stupid. They're saying that the girl is the mood ring? That's so... That's like, I hate... Oh, man, I hate this. How people who like emo or act emo are emos. People are not emos. Emo is the culture or the music. You can then get more debatable about, like, what qualifies as emo music like what's just pop punk that has like melodic tones and like it's not really emo music, but you call it emo music because you didn't understand what emo music meant when it started entering the zeitgeist. I understand. But emo fans are called emos and I hate that. I hate that. It's not a real word. Don't ever call a person an emo. People aren't emos. People aren't mood rings. Mood rings are the ring. Dan, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but I need you to take it down a notch. I know you this got is a the fire most, lit this under This is you. the most important thing <laughs> that I can get out there is that people aren't emos and people aren't mood rings. I need to get more water. <laughs> I don't really care that much. <laughs> and then finally, before we head over to see what all you found on YouTube... We have more TikToks this week. Ooh. There are 16 of them, mostly girls lip syncing. <laughs> Getting those young kids listening to Sadie Hawkins pod. Uh, mostly girls lip syncing or making up little dance moves to them. And I guess there's a tick. We're not on TikTok. I guess there's a TikTok filter where the screen like flashes different color tints. So there's a lot of lip syncing to that filter. Um... There's two from hospital settings, one where a girl twisted her ankle and the other with a girl in physical therapy. Oh, and then there's one where someone does this really, like, beautiful illustration of their cat, and then they show it to the cat, and the cat just, like, looks annoyed that they're being bothered. 
Okay. I'm just going to show a few of these. So there's three that I picked out. And I think I'm going to have to turn the segment over to you, Danny, because video is uh, the video element of our show is more your thing. Mm -hmm. And also because one of these broke my brain. Uh Oh, and I have no idea how to describe it. Okay. so here's the first one. What guys say versus what girls hear. Part two. Okay. Wait, how do I press play on this? Now, this is TikTok. Do I, do I need to get the TikTok app to play this? <laughs> no, it's just Hold on. Do you, what you're saying is to my phone or am I saying it's to your No, 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 no. You don't have to take the phone. I'll figure it out. Now, what am I pressing? Do I press this here on the right? This looks like a little arrow, but it's scoopy. It doesn't look... That's not a play symbol. That's not a play symbol right there. No, what is it? Oh, Hold no, on. We went to well, that's something one. else. Now, who's this on the screen? <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Okay. It's enough um, out of you, old man. Hit the play. Okay. Whoa, what? <laughs> what guys... Oh, what guys say versus... Oh, okay. So what do you see? So There's a guy laying in it's bed. It's a guy laying in bed that looks over and he says, ooh, that ass. Except with money sign, money with sign. money sign, money sign for the SS. And then the girl sits down and looks upset and she says, he thinks she's saying, you need to do some squats, fatty. Okay. <laughs> but he's complimenting her. That's it, because it's what guys say versus what girls hear. Part two. I guess we don't get to see part one. <laughs> Did they use a different song? They used a different song. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing, or they didn't tag it mood rings. Uh, now let's see the next TikTok. And just before you do that, can you help me with the TV? Because I put it to Netflix (laughs) and now I don't know how to get it back to regular TV. (laughs) Jessica, just come over here. I can't. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, why isn't the volume coming out anymore? What happened? Should I unplug it? Jessica, you're not helping me. So I married a boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one I just called witchy stuff. Uh Uh-oh. So what does it say? First it says, hey guys, so I have some questions about the future in 2020. I don't see the date of the video, but let's play it. This is by Magical underscore Mythanthrope. Oh, some of these hashtags. Which divination tool should I use? Runes, pendulum, Ouija board, or tarot cards? There's a Ouija board now. This is, does not seem... Comment to let me know which of these divination tools I should use. Divination. divination. <laughs> yeah, this is hashtag divination, Ouija, Ouija board, tarot, tarot cards, runes, pendulum, w- uh, witchy, witchy things, magic, magic K, modern witches, afterlife. Dan, are you going to do the divination with the tarot cards on? Tarot. Get it. A- Oh, yeah, that's like very, uh, see, now I'm completely used to, like, because there's certain things that, that, (laughs) you know, you don't expect to see associated with a Christian band. And a lot of them I now understand are completely normal. Like when I see LGBT Reliant K stuff, I'm like, good, that's good. But I just never expected to see a Ouija board 
divination, divination, a witchy thing. <laughs> I never expect to see a witchcraft, is, is, a legitimate witchcraft Reliant K TikTok video. Is 2020 the the mood ring girl that they're talking about? Is it, are they saying, let's get 2020 to wear a mood ring so oh. that we know what's coming? Is that I the wonder, implication? Or, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know. I don't know of any connection between the visuals of this video and the song. It feels like they just picked the song. However, yeah, I'm now... I don't know how to see what date these things were posted. Yeah. However, I'm now wondering if there are any Christian moms out there who took this CD away from their kids because they saw mood rings and they thought that's like a witchcraft thing and they don't want them listening to this. No, because moms of teens and, and preteens in... 2003 grew up in the 70s and had a mood ring i'm just saying i don't know let us know out there did you <laughs> did your parents think mood rings were satanic because my mom vacillated wildly between like reasonable and like scared that everything was satan you know what i mean so yes it's like, i met your mom yeah it's like she's in a completely normal mood, and then if she maybe saw a little too many articles about Satanism that week, then she's like, "Everything I see is something awful, and is a secret thing there to destroy my child's mind." So I'm just wondering, there've <laughs> got to be Christian parents out there who saw mood rings, and they decided there was a Christian pastor that is because I went to, as I talked about, I went to many different christian schools and churches and stuff throughout my years so i had a sampling of all different kind of denominations but when the anti-pokemon thing kind of came out in like 1998 99 like saying that pokemon cards were like a, a surrogate for witchcraft and tarot cards and stuff they are they're pocket monsters danny <laughs> yes well one of the um things that this one pastor at this one church decided was that bulbasaur bulbasaur He's a bulb. He's a plant dinosaur. He has a bulb because yep. plants are known to spring yeah, from bulbs. Yeah, I know bulbs. where this is going. He's a bulb dinosaur. This he, The pastor said, it sounds like Beezlebub. <laughs> I was like, does it? Does a plant dinosaur sound like Beezlebub? I, you got some of the same same letters in there. Now, Starts I can't speak for anything past Gen 1. Generation one of Pokemon. I don't know what new generation Pokemons are out there. Look at you. You're so cool because you call it Pokemon. And I'm over here like Pokemon. <laughs> I say both. Pokemon. Pokemans. We both just stopped to take a sip of our waters at the exact same time. That's when you know you're with the right person. <laughs> okay. And finally. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. Before I press play, there is a lady who is holding a red bucket she's in overalls she's got some sort of like green scaly makeup on her face and pigtails and this is hashtag be union oh wait it says be union has some theories on what color berries are good for snacking hashtag tiny adventures hashtag reliant k hashtag work distractions all right let's press play on this <laughs> I don't understand. I... <coughs> I don't understand. It's just a lady 
with and I realize she has like blackish green lipstick. She's got like a like a curtain tied around her, like a shawl. She's wearing, as I said, overalls and a t-shirt. She's got pigtails. She's got a bucket. She's just singing along. She's just lip syncing to the song. She rubs her belly. Because I guess she's actually talking about berries. Because it says in the description that she likes berries for snacking. I don't understand. Last night, right. So I guess maybe the different colors of berries and what's okay to eat and what's not okay to eat, perhaps? When she says, when it's blue, you should call her up immediately and ask her out because she'll most likely agree. When she says, most likely agree, she rubs her belly and gives a thumbs up. So like, you should only eat the blueberries because they're not poisonous? Yeah, but don't eat the black. Both blackberries and blueberries are delicious. So you you didn't finish reading the hashtags, but one says O.C. Fay. Is this an original Fay character that, oops, this girl has created? And what exactly does that mean? Is that, it's like a fairy character. Yeah. Because... We've talked about this lightly here and there, but there is a sci-fi channel. Well, just I'm just going to say sci-fi channel for now. There's a sci-fi channel show called Lost Girl that we did a podcast for a couple <laughs> years ago. We're going to talk about it when we talk about the song Lost Boy officially. That show is like a modern fantasy world. It's like the real world. They're all called Fae's. They're all different like creatures that live secretly among society, but the whole group is called Fae's. I However, don't believe that's what this is in reference to. I, I believe think it's in reference are to just Faye fairies. as a fairy. Yes. Because th- that show took the phrase Faye yeah. for their fictional concept. But when I clicked Faye OC, it's all people in fairy costumes. Yeah. Very, all of them very different. Different color schemes, different hair. Like some of them have evil looking, you know, or fangs or stuff. I, I don't want to say they're evil. I don't know. Maybe they're good fang Faye's. So like some okay, of them now you're sounding complex. like your mom. You can't, you can't be Dracula for Halloween. You're gonna start oh, yeah. crying. Yeah, that's the best. I want. We talked about that on the show. Yeah, but I wanted did. to be Dracula for Halloween, and she cried. <laughs> I'm sorry that I wanted to be Dracula. In the most not all vampires show. are evil. Yeah, and she's right because look at me now. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I, I'm saying um. Whatever. Also, how did you pronounce that name? Because I thought it was Bunyan. Bunyan. I said Bunyan. Mood rings. I don't even know how we go on to actual official Reliant K footage after coming across something so mind-boggling. So, okay. Do you have any more deep dive stuff? Nope. Okay. That was what we were ending on. So this song (laughs) is also on the live album. How How do I come back from that? This song is on the live album, which is, you know, now on streaming. There were the two live vinyls that were out for years, and they finally put them both together and called it the Reliant K live album. Let's listen to a moment of that. I'm taking this back to Reliant K (laughs) after this commercial on YouTube. And it's done. Skip ad. Yay. Here's the old stuff we talked about. Aforementioned. 
all know the girls that I am talking about. Well, they are time bombs and they are ticking. And the only question's when they'll blow up. And they'll blow up. We know that without a doubt. Cause they're those girls, yeah, you know those girls. They let their emotions get the best of them. Go! Then look no further You're like the real world Meets boy meets world Meets days of our lives That's weird. I also, they, they skip the... Out the... They skip the post-chorus. Yeah. He just goes, second verse! <laughs> he's like, we're cutting this stuff down! We're yeah. cutting this song down! <laughs> well, that's good, because he skips the... He skips some of the... The uh, iffy lyrics there, then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how they do it now. So I've listened to this live album a bunch, but Mood Rings is not a song that I felt the need to listen to too much on this mm-hmm. album. In fact, I don't think I ever did since it came out on streaming, listen to Mood Rings on the live album. And there's a couple reasons. One is that, like, his new, like, breathy, melo- melodic singing does not fit the song anymore no. because Matt Thiessen, as we've kind of figured out in those first three albums, especially he really just had a talk singing sort of way. Like he wasn't singing super melodically. Yeah. I just came across my, my, the video, the cell phone video I took from the looking for America tour uh-huh. of Sadie Hawkins dance. And I'm like, Oh, this sounds like his vocal sounds so odd with this song like the 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 new style that he sings in just does not complement the song right anymore like i still don't know if mood rings on two lefts technically is a pop punk song but it is in a way a pop punk song because it's like he's just kind of like talk singing through it and carrying you through that way. And it's kind of like, a, that's why maybe it's such a fun sing-along song for so many people. Because it's like almost anyone can sing it. Yeah. But now that he has more, he's worked on it over the last 10 years and has more range and stuff. He's trying to trans, and I don't know if Matt Thiessen is poss- capable of going, I haven't looked at it that closely. I don't know if he's capable of just going back to that thing where he just talks things. Um. Because it sounds like a whole... It sounds breathy mm-hmm. on the live album. It does, yeah. It sounds like it's in a whole different kind of range. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah, I don't care for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, m- that might be a controversy for many other fans. I'm not sure. Um, then we have the 2000... We can compare this to right in the heart of Toxing Tyson. In 2003, they played this at Cornerstone. And you can see my socks actually sent us a little... He had a post on Instagram... Not Instagram, sorry. He had a post on Facebook recently that I had seen where he had all of these notes on the 2003 uh, YouTube video of the entire Cornerstone performance that Reliant K gave. He had many takes. 
Nice. He had 10 different takes on all the different things that appear in that full Cornerstone 2003 video. But specifically... Oh, and nice. And apparently I'm Lion-O is... He's, <laughs> point number six is, I love some old rare songs are played, like I Am Lion-O, Five Iron Frenzy is Dead or Dying, and Softer to Me. Good to know I Am Lion-O is in there, because we'll nice. remember that for next time. So... Here's what he has to say about mood rings. This is point number five, and you can see my socks' list of odd things in this performance that was taped. What year did you say this was? 2003. Okay. This is where things start to get weird. The first two songs of the set, Pressing On and Mood Rings, are played one full step down in pitch, C and EB, respectively. So... What's the B and what's the hashtag? (laughs) (laughs) The B is minor. The B is minor, so the hashtag is major. So I mean, now you're kind of making me second guess myself. We're just going to stream ahead. So we've already done Pressing On. Pressing On was our second episode, and we definitely didn't know. You can see my socks then. So we didn't know this at the time. That we talked about, and we talked about this 2003 performance of Pressing On. But let's focus on Mood Rings. He says Mood Rings is played a whole half step down E E minor (laughs) from how they normally are on the recording E major. Or, no, E. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Now... On the next record they release, You can see my socks. Why do you never leave us a voicemail? <laughs> you could just explain these things so much more concisely in an email than Danny and well, I. Well, why don't you just write minor it. instead of these little symbols? Because <laughs> that's the official use. Now, on the next record they released, mm-hmm, they began mainly playing songs with their instruments tuned down one half step. But this was before that. The rest of the songs are played in their standard tuned recorded keys. They don't switch instruments and can't really be seen taking the time to tune between songs. They are actually moving their hands to different frets from the way they should be played. Now for pressing on, there was a little precedent for this. In the music video of the song, all three guitar players in the band can be seen playing the song in the correct positions for it to sound in this key of C which is something I actually chalked up to it's a music video, not paying attention, not really playing, whatever. But C major is a much more normal key to play in than C hashtag. (laughs) And another song in the set, Forward Motion, which is also in C hashtag, is not moved to C. And moving mood rings to E minor, E minor is definitely one of the most unwieldy keys for guitar. Why on earth would they do that? Weird. So now, after my very concise reading of You Can See My Socks' point, let's listen to They they Might Be Giants. What is wrong with me? It has nothing, I don't even know why I said that. Let's listen to Reliant K sing Mood Rings. I'm losing my mind. Let's hear their performance of Mood Rings at Cornerstone 2003. <laughs> That I am talking about They are time bombs They are ticking And the only question is when They'll blow up And they'll blow up We know that without a doubt 
Tell those girls, yeah, you know those girls And let their emotions get the best of them yeah! That recording's a little rough, but my hot take for the episode is that <laughs> I prefer Tyson's unrefined voice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I prefer it for sure Yeah. with these songs. <laughs> I feel like those songs, those older songs, which they're probably less interested in playing anyway, mm-hmm. haven't really been in any, doesn't seem, don't seem to have been reworked mm-hmm. to match the type of singing he does now. Mm-hmm. However, on uh, You Can See My Socks is... E versus E sharp. I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> He's obviously very oh, good at no, this stuff. No, maybe the B is a sh- maybe the B is a sharp symbol. Whatever, whatever it was, B sharp. Yeah, B sharps, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. We could totally. I do look care. I do care, but I don't. I know that I've gotten it so wrong that there's no way I can dig myself out of this hole. So that's why I don't care. Point is, just listening to it now, it's amazing that he can discern this is a slightly different key, that this is a half step down, because now that we've listened to that, let's just in the room real quick listen to the regular version again. Well, yeah, I guess it's a little brighter on the album. I never noticed in that Cornerstone recording the leading instrument seemed to be that bass. It almost made it like a no effect song. Did you notice that? How when yeah. like they they're like, we all know the girls, and I'm talking it's mainly the bass going chunga chunga yeah, chunga, yeah. chunga chunga chunga. <laughs> it made it sound like a no effect song. <laughs> and also I've noticed in other live videos, I, I whenever I think of them performing this song, I was the way he the way he kind of rode the, she looks pretty, she looks pretty, but she doesn't really act that way. The way he kind of changed that up in 2003 Cornerstone, I feel like I've heard, I heard that a lot, I guess just from seeing them at the time, like that way he does it. Let me hear it again. Yeah. She's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. Instead of she's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. Yeah. There's something happening there, too. Maybe that has to do with the B-sharp or the E-sharp. Jessica's got a page that she's looking at full of... It's so hard. It might be a sharp. It might be a flat. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to find it. You can see my socks. Give me, like, a picture that tells me what the thing is. I don't think think it's worth any more of our time. (laughs) Also, I'm just thinking... I feel bad giving out bad information on the pod, though, Danny. Oh, whatever. I'm just thinking also now that he cut out the post-chorus from that 2016 live version that we listened to first. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And I'm wondering, like, wait, did he do it every time? Because you were like, oh, good, it cuts out one of the more problematic But then they lyrics. do it later in the song. They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Because that's what I was they about to say. Let's to go it. listen to <laughs> and double check. But if you remember that, then <laughs> hold on. She's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. The moves are swinging on the screen, almost every day. She said to me, she's so happy, it's depressing. And I said, with someone get that girl in the Oh, yeah, he does. He definitely does. Although he does it more like the album. She's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. Yeah. But then in 2003, he was like, she's so pretty, but she doesn't always act. Wait, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even remember what he does. I don't know. It's half a dozen to six. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It seems like a fun song that he can kind of play around with yeah. and change up a little bit here and there. Oh, I was totally going to. I had it. I had a couple diagrams saved in my phone where I was going to go over what the different colors meant in okay. the mood rings. But that's all right. Let's just keep going. Let's keep this train a rolling. We're pressing on. So here's a version from 2013 where I mainly just want you to listen to the like all the lead up. I find this funny. Okay. This is uploaded. Question. Yeah. Do in the covers, they do the, that was terrible at the end? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't look into that. I'm sh- he doesn't do that live, but we'll find out. Um, we're still in Reliant K Town right now. Rory S89. Danny, I live in Reliant K Town. I know you do. <laughs> so Rory S89 uploaded seven years ago, May 2nd, 2013, this performance of Mood Rings from the State Theater in St. Petersburg, Florida. And just listen to the first part, because it's it's pretty funny. We're going to play more songs. Okay, so first, this is a common thing that I think they did more in the last 10 years, which is it's just sing the outro at the beginning, which also we found was yeah, like candlelight fun. and flare, where he, yeah. they would do flare first and then candlelight. Kind of leads them into the performance, so... Wouldn't it be great if he's like, we're doing mood rings, and goes, boo! <laughs> boo rings! <laughs> but he's still leading into what I found to be the cute part. Here Let's we go. get emotional dudes to all wear dude rings. <laughs> Well, I've got something about that, too, if we get to it. Oh. He said, some of you girls are too happy to be singing this song. <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 it's true. Well, We're it's because they're, so they're so it's happy. Scary. It's depressing. <laughs> yes. I've got a performance from 2008, a performance from mm-hmm, 10, one from 2009, but I think... We heard a newer and we heard a We heard, yeah, we heard 2003 so and we heard good. a more yeah. recent one. It is, but it's definitely a song that is played very differently every year yeah like still the same bone still a rock song it's not like they try to change up the genre or completely change up the 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 you know it's not like they try to make it a, a stripped down version right. but it's it sounds different like must be the keys that they, they do they rearrange the choruses and all that stuff so it's a song they seem to play around with a lot which is maybe goes back to that whole thing i said about sadie hawkins dance 
how Hoops in that one interview I heard, he was like, oh, we get kind of tired of every night going dun, 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 dun yeah. for Sadie Hawkins' dance. So maybe similar thing for Mood Rings. They got kind of sick of playing this song. I would definitely say that Sadie Hawkins' <laughs> dance and Mood Rings are to Rely and K what rock show and first date are for Blink-182. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the same They're the same thing, I think. They're like the most crowd-pleasing songs that the band themselves don't really love. Right. For Blink-182, both those songs were like written in an afternoon because they purposely wanted to write two more hits for the album. Anyway, I'm sure Reliant K's... For, for Reliant K to write those two songs, even and they were on two different albums... It was more genuine. It was more like, let's. this is a fun yeah. song. Yeah. But it became such big hits, and now the band doesn't like really playing them live. So now we can get into covers. And again this week, we can kick off with some bad nightcore. Because I don't care <laughs> what you say. And Jessica likes nightcore much less than me. But nightcore has to be considered and i think a lot of people just throw some crap together some nightcore crap together and they think it's good enough you have to experiment with every percentage of the speed you especially have to make sure whatever app you're using doesn't like process or compress the track more than just what happens when you speed it up because here's a version where it's like all treble i just want to say that we're on episode, we're in episode fifty. It's our big fiftieth episode, and we're still we're still overanalyzing Nightcore uh-huh. and know nothing more about music than when we started this podcast. <laughs> well, I we know had everything about fifty my- episodes to learn what the symbols for flat and sharp and major and minor <laughs> yeah, were. That never came up before. <laughs> That's the first time that came up. Wait, isn't it that like? One's a little M and one's a big M for major and minor. Is that the thing? Why are you asking me? I don't know. No, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the <laughs> listeners at the at large. Someone's got to know. 50th episode. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> here's the night. Here's what I think is a bad nightcore of mood rings. There's also a weird digital wobble added mm-hmm. to it that yeah. does not come from the speeding up. It comes from the compression or the mm-hmm. bit rate that it was exported at. So people out there have to take their Nightcore more seriously. You can't just put some <laughs> yes. garbage together and call a Nightcore. When was it posted? Because remember how YouTube used to have all sorts of restrictions on size and everything? 2013, but on like file no, size. they haven't got an excuse then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... The whole trinity of standard covers for Lion K is here. We got Vitamin String Quartet, we got Piano Dreamers, and we got a classical tri- we got a classical guitar tribute to Relying K. Nice. So here you want the Vitamin String Quartet? Absolutely. Let's go backwards in order of <laughs> ones that are more soulless bots. The because we think Vitamin String Quartet is like a real musical group. Here is their version of Mood Rings. You're a soulless bot. (laughs) 
that sound at the beginning, that like underlying that thing was making me nervous. think would that be nice to walk down the aisle would that be a nice song um it still sound like night like a nice song that would just be playing in the background at a wedding or a a a disney scene when they're like out on the lake rowing or whatever it's lovely right well now if you want to get that coffee shop vibe we can go to the piano dreamers oh Kind of cutting out some of the notes of the vocal they melody. They are, yeah. I'm not into which that. Which maybe has to do with, and I'm learning this, maybe some of the notes of the vocal melody are half notes, and they, maybe for piano they need to convert mm. those to whole notes, so they had to chop some out. They couldn't, right. yeah, yeah, half Could notes, be. whole notes. I know what those are. I'm oh, learning about those in my in my, in my bass lesson right is. now. That's why you know it, because <laughs> you're listening to me following bass buzz the other yeah, day. Yeah, your bass, your bass <laughs> tutorial is explaining half notes, and I'm like, I know something Jessica doesn't know. We haven't gotten to sheet music yet, so that's why I'm like, I don't know what that symbol is. Mm. <laughs> We're just doing, just doing t- visual, like, tabs and stuff for now. Mm-hmm. So there's a YouTube channel. I don't know where this person went, but our case, Relying K stuff. Um, They like have a Twitter account and they have this YouTube channel and they seem like they were more active around. Like I see their posts and stuff from the early 2000s. Sorry, the early 2010s. But I don't see as much stuff around nowadays. Um, However, they had a cover. So here in 2013... Relying case stuff. Who I don't think I'd really. I don't think we've really seen any of his videos. He's like a boy. He's like a young boy here in 2013. I think we have. Oh, did maybe you know? Yeah. Maybe it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah, but like. And long maybe at the ago, time I didn't yeah. realize how active Relying case stuff was on the community at one point because I probably hadn't. It seen It was as early much episodes stuff. for sure. It was early days. <laughs> well, here's this cover that. He performed, and it's oddly discordant. The chords aren't correct exactly, Mm. but in a way, that makes it kind of more awesome. (laughs) So here it is. It's a pretty popular song. It was pretty awesome when we did this at the concert. All right, anyway. Here we go. We all know the girls that I am talking about. Well, they are time bombs, and they are ticking. And the only questions when they blow up. And they'll blow up, we know that without a doubt Cause they're those girls, yeah, you know those girls They let their emotions get the best of them And I've contracted some sort of a plan To 
let's get emotional girls to all wear murder rings To be tipped off, to be ticked off Come know just what they're thinking Just what they're thinking She's so pretty but she doesn't always act that way It might be later in the song where the chords really feel like they get out of tune, but mm. it's and there was one little moment in there. He's adorable. Look at that. <laughs> that acoustic guitar ago. looks so big on him. <laughs> I can't tell if it's just the angle he has the camera at or if like he's just a little kid. Maybe maybe he's not around right now because he's away at college. Maybe. You never know. I guess. <laughs> That's entirely possible. So um, here is kind of an odd one. There's these two dudes, and this video is super cursed. So here's the framing. Oh, wow. It is wow. It is the upper torso so and cursed. the chin and nose of the guy holding the guitar. Like, the top of his head is cut out of the frame. Then behind him is his shirtless friend or brother. <laughs> Also, the guitarist is wearing one of those beaded <laughs> he's wearing crucifixes. Like a, he's wearing like a crucifix, and he's got a mustache. <laughs> On the wall behind them are two anime posters. <laughs> they both look like... They, it's, they the, don't look like the stereotypical weeboos. They look like bros. Like, yeah, they look like bros. And the uh, it's very desaturated. It's very desaturated. And as I play it, there's this incredibly odd, like motion filter that maybe is centering something so it makes the entire wall behind them seem like it's moving wow now let's play it and jessica can watch as we go oh also they just do 30 seconds of it's a 30 second version of the song right on Girls and their emotions bring it back in slow motion So I may understand the complex infrastructure known as the female mind It's about terrible So that answers your that one question dope. They did Did he say that was terrible? He said that was dope Oh did he? Okay That's what it sounded like to me I didn't I thought he said that was terrible But did you see the wall moving? Mm-mm. No, he said terrible. Oh, did he say terrible? He said it totally terrible. sounded like he said that was dope. Look, uh, I put it, I made it bigger. Kind of look how the wall behind them is like dancing. I think they put a green filter or something on it, and that's what you're seeing. Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to add extra cursed elements to it that <laughs> maybe don't exist. Um. The singer keeps the shirtless singer keeps looking over at the shirted dude playing the guitar all the time, and I'm like, is he in love with him? I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I forgot to credit that last video. That was by. Hold on now. That was by. Hold on. Hold on. Where's the list? May no, I see not... their other videos, please? I want to see oh, if they're just see as their... cursed. Uh, where to go? Okay, here it is. If it disappeared suddenly, that would be amazing. <laughs> it was the cursed. most cursed. <laughs> it's Hooligan 1990. Okay, but Hooligan is spelled H O U L I G A G A N. Whatever Hooligan, but with an O U instead of an O O. Are they British? Oh, I don't know. But Hooligan 1990. Let's see whatever else they have. It's a Call Me Maybe. 
parody nice. called Don't Pepper Spray Me. Okay, from eight years ago. Um, They've got, hey there, Tony Live. They're both shirtless. <laughs> they have, who I am, hey, too, I've been, but like live in some sort of area. Let's hear this. Yeah, they're like live on it. a stage, so they're not shirtless. <laughs> And they're both playing guitar. Nice. Everyone's talking over them. All right, we're skipping. Oh, and they did the. uh... Interesting. And a couple other weird-looking videos that I don't have don't have titles that grab my attention. (laughs) This is how I expected to spend our fiftieth episode. (laughs) Looking at nineteen ninety. Whoa, weird. Okay, what? so this Hey There Tony Live, the thumbnail is of them both shirtless in a bedroom looking at the camera. Okay. You click into it, it's from the same performance that they did the Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. <laughs> what? Whoa. They're like, listen, this is going to get the ladies a click in. <laughs> That's so strange. You're right. I mean, technically it did. I clicked on it. But... That's so strange. <laughs> It was more because I wanted to know what Hey Tony was. <laughs> so weird. Well, Zeke Power, as I said, mm. who has never let us down, but I'll just say that this cover is just kind of like, he's just kind of hashing it out. I think this is like an earlier one. He okay. just, he, like, in the past, he either has re- transformed the song and elevated it, or he's just done a straight ahead cover that's very pretty. This is sort of. Neither, but I still want to check it out because I love Zeke Power. So I'm going to skip ahead about a minute into the song. Who doesn't love Zeke Power? I don't know. People who haven't heard of him? I don't know. (laughs) Just what they're thinking. Just what they're thinking. She's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. Her moods are swinging on those swings. That's almost every day. She said to me that she's so happy. It's depressing. All I said was someone get that girl a mood ring. If it's drama you want, then look no further. She's like the real world. Meets boy, meets girl. Meets days of our lives. He accidentally said boy meets girl. Maybe they Instead don't have boy meets, meets world. world in Australia or New oh, Zealand or wherever he is. Also, Where's we didn't at? mention how now they have girl meets world. I mean, that's canceled too now. <laughs> But they had Girl Meets World. Yeah. Do you think Matt Thiessen, if he did really love Boy Meets World and it's inspired more songs than just this, as we as we hypothesized, do you think he watched Girl Meets World? No. We watched the first five minutes of Girl Meets World. And it was it had that weird, <laughs> like millennial Gen Z Disney Channel direction style that like was like blowing our minds and we're like we can't take this remember that yeah see so long before tiktok was pissing off the 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 older millennials (laughs) there was girl meets world (laughs) confusing all of our understanding of filmic language yes so here's another cover and i told you a little bit about this earlier in the week but we're going to this University of Central Florida. Yeah, you did tell me about this. To watch the Kershen dudes sing their acapella version of Mood Rings for a crowd that almost certainly has no idea what this song is. 
<laughs> Strap in, folks. The Crescendudes, <laughs> University of Central Florida, UCF. My, the movie Miami Connections own. I was going to say, I'm, I'm waiting for the characters from Miami Connection to just walk through <laughs> the, the scene. We all are the girls that I am talking about. They are too long, they are thinking. And the old question is when they'll blow up. And they'll blow up, we know that without a doubt. Say those girls, yeah, you know those girls. Let their emotions get the best of them. Let's go! So some people in the crowd unironically laughed at what yeah. is essentially the punchline of the song because they have no idea what the song is. No. This is six years ago. So this is This was six years ago. Those people have like Bieber haircuts. It does not look <laughs> like this was six years ago. I mean, ago. at the very least, this is definitely eight or ten years after wow. the pinnacle of this song's popularity wow. for the band. So that was very difficult to watch. Oh, but it gets more difficult. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lean acapella. Uh, th- this here we go. <laughs> I don't understand why the third guy, they keep passing off each verse to different people and Jessica's got this look on her face. The third guy, he doesn't even singing. He's like old school Tyson. He's just like, they're like the real world meets boy meets girl world. Meets days of our lives. Meets days of Why our lives. Why does he take such a long pause? He's, oh, this song was not meant to be an acapella song. When they try to do their voices as the instruments, it was so rough. They were all over the place. The, my favorite kind of Oof. acapella is the one where they're not going, mm, mm, but they're going <laughs> mood rings, mood rings, mood rings, mood rings, mood rings. Where you they're know, using the words. You know who's an acapella group that's really, really amazing and talented? We've mentioned them before. Naturally, Naturally seven. seven. And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. If you you were in an acapella group. I'm sure it's really good. It's not my personal we don't like brand to, of heroin. It's we don't not like, my thing. Yes, we don't <laughs> like to tear down on this show, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm sorry. But this guy singing right now, he sounds like Gene from Bob's Burgers. <gasps> Ready to listen to it again? Oh, I need to hear now. Yeah, you're right. Oh, he's... Every single one of these guys has I a like part-time a job t- at Disney. Yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> like doing the, the the parades. I like how Eugene Merman there, he threw in the he threw in the Tom DeLonge eyes. <laughs> and I just can't get over how the crowd is gig- I can't I can't get over how the crowd giggles at the jokes. I never thought of the songs as jokes. 
I never thought of the the lyrics to this song as jokes. Obviously, it kind of is. Yeah. But hearing... But, like, if you don't know Reliant K, you're probably yeah. like, oh, tee-hee-hee to the lives. Yeah, you but think you it's know, a comedy. Yeah. This is a hilarious novelty comedy rock song. <laughs> what? It's a real song by a real band? <laughs> a Christian band? Wait, what? What? Who? <laughs> It so, reminds me of when what was that was that the X Factor? What did we yeah, watch the audition tape it was, for? I can I think it was press it was a very early episode that we did where it was like some people wanted to get on America's Got Talent. America's and Got they Talent. sent a they were three people singing a cappella and they wanted to get on America's Got Talent and they played I think it was pressing on the three of them a cappella. Maybe they had a guitar. But then I was like, who tries to get on America's Got Talent singing a Reliant K song? Because I was like, David Hasselhoff would be like, Reliant who? Why? Yeah. What are you talking about? That was it. That was it. I thought it was, it was uh, Simon from the, the America's Got Talent. But yeah, right. that was it. David Hasselhoff. So real quick, I did not find Lakeisha Kruger this week, surprisingly. <laughs> oh, but what I found- but wait, 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 what? But what but I, I found just heard was the Lakeisha Kruger I know you music. just heard the Lakeisha Kruger theme song. Yeah. But I I found another one of her family members, not the one, not what? Lakeisha Kruger, not the one that Jimmy Pod found for is Jimmy it Freddy e World. Kruger? No, <laughs> it is, it is Argila Winner. Okay. Argelia Winner is another one of these weird copy pasta. Pond Five music over fake lyric videos for actual songs. Maybe Arhelia. Arhelia. <laughs> Arhelia Wenner, and apparently there's an artist called Wade Bowen who has a song called Mood Rings or Mood Ring, and here is the not Lakeisha Kruger but the Arhelia Wenner Pond Five song over a fake lyric video. Don't wait for the lyrics to kick in. This, Denny, what if Google saw this video and this is why they classified Reliant K as country? Maybe. Maybe. But this isn't Reliant K. This is supposed to be Wade Bowen and the lyrics, or Bowen, and the lyrics to this song are, song are I know nothing about this woman, everything I do wrong. Oh, so this Sometimes is a country song, potentially. Yeah. No, 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 oh. no, because... Because Lakeisha Kruger and her kind <laughs> take songs that have nothing to do with the song title. You know, Danny, I'm really bummed out because now I'm starting to think that Lakeisha Kruger isn't a real person. I'm starting to think she just might be a bot. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> so real quick, let's check out Wade Bowen, Mood Rings. This is the actual song. Okay, I guess it's actually a country song, but it's got to be a coincidence that the Lakeisha Kruger offshoot also put a country-ish song on this guy's song. But here's his mood rings. This is Wade Bowen's mood ring song. Sometimes it's hard to fathom just what pain she's on. Well, I found a pretty little mood ring. This look of five and down. Oh, so it's real literal. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. 
I, I guess I don't want to. I don't know who this person. I don't know who this artist is or who represents them. So I don't want to play any more of the song. But I'm guessing he's going to give the mood ring to his girl. Same premise. Right. When's this song from? I guess we should. 2018. 2006. Oh. So three years later. I just want to hear the hook. If it turns black, I should turn back. If it turns red, she likes what I said. It's exactly the same premise, but he's giving it to one specific woman in his life, and he's like, if it turns red, she likes what I said. Wow. If it turns black, turn and run back. Why are all these songs being written about mood rings, like, after the two fads of mood rings? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. But I forgot to mention that Britney Spears also came out with a song called Mood Ring this week. Oh, snap. It's like she th- knew that we were doing this song this That's week. That's right. I forgot about that. So here's the Britney Spears, and we'll just I guess we'll just edit wherever they say mood ring, but we'll listen to the, most of the song. Oh, I have to tell my mom. Room. I have to ask if she's heard it. My mom loves Britney <laughs> Spears. <laughs> Let's listen to Britney Spears' mood ring. Think I've been here before. I've turned some hearts into stone, and I can't hide it no more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Danny, this is a family show, and that cover she was about to sing is the hook. not family friendly. <laughs> it's not family friendly. But I apologize. Please play the hook. Uh, well, I was going to post this image to our social media. Do you have a problem with that? No, it's fine. Just as long as you tag me and say it's me. Okay. Here's the, <laughs> here's the hook of Britney Spears' mood ring. My love is a mood ring. Up and down emotions, all these mood swings. You know how to read the touch of my skin. Nothing on my body but this mood ring. Sexy. Sounds like something they'd play on Love Island. (laughs) Well, then they're in the hideaway. I'm sure. I'm sure they'd play this on Love Island. Next season. So she's only wearing a mood ring. Yeah. Do you think anyone actually followed through with the mood ring plan? And a girl was like, you're giving me a promise ring? And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, Reliant K fans at the time. I didn't actually set up the joke properly. Do you think? so out of left field. I was like, uh... Do you think any guys at the time were like, yeah, I'll do what Reliant K said and get her a mood ring because her moods are swinging on the swing set every day. Then he gives it to her and she's like, is this a promise ring? And he's like, no. Is it the promise ring? Yeah, who's not a Christian band. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then let's see what else there is. Uh, so that's so that's about it for covers. There's a few other covers, but um, into fan stuff. Here is Ooh. here is uh, a literal. So this is an all girl literal FMV with one of the girls dressed in drag to play as the boyfriend. Nice. This is uploaded by Cassidy Stevick. Stevick, ten years ago. That would be April 10th, 2010. 
there's a lady walking down with her high heels on and yeah. they zoom out nice and they're either at their school or their church because they have those like prefab trailer things that are like permanent but they're just kind of set there right and there's the nice. girl dressed as the guy nice oh it's like the um oh it's it's like the uh the distracted boyfriend meme it is like the distracted boyfriend because meme. the one the the boyfriend character has their arm around the girl and his head gets turned by the other girl walking by yeah and then the girlfriend is like what and like slaps him so the girl who who is playing the role of the boy is wearing one of those kind of is like a kang it's not a kango hat because that's like a type of knit cap but it's one of those hats that has that it's not a baseball hat but it's got a baseball hat like visor but it's slightly off to the side and it's not a fisherman's it's bucket like a knit hat. hat no i owned one of these it, right. these were very popular in like 2006 i had a rip curl one and it's like a knit cap but it has a bill on it basically yeah it's got a bill but the bill is also shorter to, to the shorter and, and to the side well, yeah you just and the fabric the is completely the same color as all the hats i can show you a picture of me in one from 2004 i definitely <laughs> think of like korean rappers as wearing these type of hats fair so here's more of this video and uh, oh, she and as he is wearing a shirt that says fbi, FBI. which may is a, does that mean female body inspector or are they from the dc area or went on a school trip to dc so you see the one girl keeps slapping the girl who's pretending to be a boy. And then it cuts to the three girls pretending to be the band performing the song. One of them is wearing like a Mexican sombrero. This absolutely could be a video my friends and I made in high school. Everything about this is the kinds of videos my friends and I made in high school. Right, and they because look like I know, Because it cuts to the three of them all playing instruments. Yeah, I have so many videos like They're not this. playing instruments. One of them is playing the drums. One of them is playing a tambourine, wearing a sombrero, <laughs> and the other one is holding a microphone. Especially because there are three of them. I don't this know. Is so like videos I made in high school. Now, it's cool that an, there's an all-girl band, but I just cannot understand how they got the sound of this song <laughs> playing only drums, a tambourine, and a microphone. It's amazing, actually, they could get this sound out of those instruments. And there's, the, there's our first swing set. Nice. More feet. Lots of feet. Lots of like close-ups that don't seem to resolve too much. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, she's like she's like telling the boyfriend it's okay. No, and but the boyfriend I think apologized. Yeah. And then the oh, girlfriend then ended up like, kicking him out anyway. Why is she emotional when he had his head turned? Yeah. That was a perfectly reasonable reason for her to get mad. Yeah. Now, if they were confident in their relationship and she knew <laughs> that he would never cheat on her, he'd be allowed to like turn and look and she wouldn't get mad. She'd be like, oh, you rascal. But she got mad. Yeah. I'm not talking about us. You're looking at me like I'm talking about us. That's not what I'm talking He's about. He's actually not talking about us. Danny's head doesn't get turned for anything except cute dogs. He's always like, look at Jessica. Did you see the dog, Jess? Did you see the dog? And I'm just like, yeah, that lady's going to think you're staring at her. And he's like, but the dog. So that video is fun. There's lots more to it. It's just one of the many swing sets in this list that I have. Here's a 
literal music video that for some reason ends with like all of the, like the raw pretty much all the raw footage from their whole shoot this one has girls and boys in that it. was a stylistic choice yeah this one got this one's gots okay this one is by <laughs> clueless pictures uploaded nine years ago and it's got a guy who is lip syncing along to the song while this girl is like blabbing away at him but again if she gets mad it's like perfectly reasonable he's not listening to her he's just complaining about her while she's complaining this looks like the setting that they're sitting in. It's, it looks like he's a therapist and she's his client. <laughs> and he's like, man, this girl jibber jabbers on all the time. But that's his job. Look, and she just hit him with the pillow. In these videos, there's a lot of girls being violent. <laughs> now, he's devised some sort of a plan and he's writing it down. But I'm like, he's... the plan's not that complicated. You don't have to write it down. <laughs> but he scrapped a lot of other ideas, yeah. Danny. And now he's running. She was already wearing, she was wearing, it It wasn't communicated well, but she was wearing the mood ring and he oh, looked at okay. it and he ran away. That because- just looked like they were just hanging out on a, on a lovely bridge in a nice community. See, lots more hitting, lots more swing sets. <laughs> so all these videos all have swing sets and hitting. This looks like a lovely suburb somewhere. <laughs> As I live in a city that burns around me, I'm like, look at this yeah. lovely suburb. <laughs> More swing sets. There's a oh, Reliant nice. K poster right on the wall. Five score error, Reliant K poster. Right on. And she's Why very stressed. Uh, I get it. I, I get one. it. I missed one thing I wanted to see. Where's oh my gosh, she's like beating oh, him is. on the ground or something. Yeah. What was she hitting him with? Like a golf club or something? I don't know. But look. <laughs> Sorry, I'm peeking a lot. We're going to have to take those down in the edit. That's okay, but you missed the thing I was Sorry. trying to find. When she gets away with murder, this is what they filmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lady wait, wait, laying face down on the pavement. No! Right under up against, right up against, like under she the car. Is under the car, right up against the front tires. And then oh, she, no. and then the the main girl of the story gets out. She kind of shrugs, is like, oh. She shrugs and bats her eyes, and he's like, oh, and he picks up his shovel. And then she starts hitting him with this a. This is the plot. Branch. I know what you did last summer. I guess it is. <laughs> so I referred to this in our Patreon episode. But it's amazing that this song lives on. Because you would not imagine. You're like, okay, yeah, sure. People seem to like this song. People are using it in TikToks nowadays. But the days of, like, literal FMVs to songs off the first three albums, that dies around 2005, 2006. There's no way that a school in 2014 got a bunch of kids together and made a little video project that actually looks really good 2014. in 2014. H- like this is in 480p but it can be available in 1080p. Like this is a like you don't see this a lot with Reliant K literal FMVs. 480p availability. Wait, 2014. 1080p. That was when like Roar was big and doing those that Katy Perry song and doing those. Everybody does the the whole school comes together to do the music video thing. Oh sure, 
But yeah, there's one point where they're in the library of this school and there's a Guardians of the Galaxy poster on the wall. And I'm like, no way. Because at first when I saw this double in 2014, I'm like, this looks pretty good for a video that must have been shot around 2007, 2008 and got uploaded in 2014. Someone and then has, I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy poster on listen, the wall and I was like, I can't believe Somebody has a cool this. older sibling or older cousin who introduced them to Reliant K and they're like, yeah, this is awesome. And they brought it to the school. I was... Literally, my school's AV club. I was a one-woman AV club. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening. So, this says, Reliant K Mood Rings music video for The Res, uploaded by Patrick D. Neary. My annual personal project, a Reliant K music video for the song Mood Rings to be shown on Alvarero High School News Broadcast, The Res, Christmas 2014 episodes shenanigans <laughs> segment. So this is part of nice a high school. This is for a high school's Christmas, Christmas special. Yeah. Nice. And I think that's like a teacher who's like the one. Yes, this was a fad, Danny. Were you involved the entire school in making a music video? Okay. Do you remember this? No, but it's not the entire school. These were it's like about ten all people. All over Good Morning America and I don't know Ellen. All maybe. right. This well, only big... about ten people got involved in this at the Res, at the Alavero High School. So these three boys got yelled at by their girlfriends, and this teacher, this teacher is using valuable school property to <laughs> and. Maybe it's school is, time. Maybe, maybe he's just, selling mood rings to children. Whoa, he has the actual like full thing like of the mood, mood ring rings. display that you put at like a sundry store. I don't know if Patrick D. Neary, who uploaded the video, is this teacher or whoever, but he's using valuable school time to peddle his side hustle onto the children. There's no other like people in the halls or kids wandering around maybe this is the av club or something no i'm sure that is exactly and that's what it the is. teacher that that uh, like overviews the the av club and there's the swing set <laughs> and she's choking him so again the girls get violent i thought she was boys. hugging him no i think she was choking well she was hugging why would him. the teacher say get that girl a mood ring that part's a little messed up yeah he's like looking around and judging the girls yeah that's not cool And they saw the color of they the mood zoom- rings and they ran. Oh, I thought they were just generally zooming in on their fists being No, they clenched. were. No, the color of the mood rings was like, get away from them. Oh, gotcha. See, look, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy and a Footloose poster on the wall. Nice. Okay, there's more than 10 kids involved. There's like 15 kids. <laughs> the girl was so excited to get a ring. There's still a really cute. unfortunate moment coming up. Oh, no. It was... Mostly cute so far. I'm trying to make out some of the other posters. Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's just like guys and girls at the school going around. Girls beating up the guys. Beating up the guys. I don't see anything wrong with that. Earlier in the episode, you were saying there's no way it's all violence and stuff. (laughs) That was a... a, Some guy that looked really like Jason Hughes (laughs) came out of the door (laughs) and... Like that Me Too commercial where the guy walks out and was like, ooh, I got to get that girl. And then the one black guy like put his hand against the back of his chest and was like, no, dude, stop. Don't go harass her. You know that one? Mm-hmm. It's like that. But it was just the one guy. He walks out and he's like, ooh, I got to get that girl. Oh, no, never mind. And he turns around. 
Uh, but there's no Ugh. that wasn't the that wasn't the bad part. These We're, music videos are making this song more problematic than it really is. <laughs> I know it is so funny. I swear to see iPhones in a Reliant K literal FMV, yeah. but we still haven't gotten to the. Here it is. It happened really quick. Did you comprehend what just happened? I it's did like not. about two seconds. It's about two seconds. They shouldn't have even used it, but they put it in there. A girl's covering her eyes, and the, I don't know. He gave her something, but I can't see what he gave the, the girl. I just got to be matter of fact here. It's the two largest, in terms of weight, students in this video, and they're apparently the couple together. And he gives her a pint of ice cream. I'm not kidding. This is what's happening in the video. Watch this. She's got her eye- oh, now. She's got her eyes covered. He reaches over. He gives her a pint of ice cream, and they hug. You could give me a pint of ice cream, and I'd be real yeah, happy too. But they're the two large students. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I'm saying it's awful and disappointing that they threw that in there. Yeah, especially because it's the only time I've seen either one of those kids so far. Yeah, Ugh. like at least show them other times, like. How come in these movies, like, the large person has to end up with the large person? It's like it's walking ridiculous. on sunshine. It's exactly like walking on sunshine. Go to, I don't feel like talking about it now, but go <laughs> to the movie Walking on Sunshine. It's one of our favorite good, bad movies, and it's not even that bad, but it's at times very bad. <laughs> There's a so uh, there's an anime music video where it's like, cause you know there's a it's a very big trope in anime for like a girl to get mad at a guy and punch him. It happens all the time. He gets a big lump on his head, and she's got that like that like anger shape in her forehead. You know that like quadrant of it's like a it's it represents a vein popping out of her head. It's a very common thing for a, particularly in like. In like you know, uh, sexy anime, not sex, not not sex animes, uh, but sexy animes, uh, for there to be like a scene where the guy, in, uh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing, <laughs> in like comedies, in like no, I don't know, Dan. In Please romantic me. comedy animes, it's like a common thing for the guy to accidentally see the girl in like the changing room at the hot spa, and then she's like you, and she punches him through the ceiling. And that happens all the time. So they, gotcha. it's an amb- it's an anime music video of a bunch of different anime girls punching guys. Right on. Then there's a Star Wars Rebel AMV, and I don't know anything about that show. There's another. There's two different FMVs. And there's so many FMVs that we're not going to play them all. <laughs> but there's two where they're like, well, it wasn't enough that we did the three-minute song. We now need to do six minutes of all our raw footage and show how much fun we had doing this. <laughs> but we'll end on what... I feel is high art. Literally okay. the best thing I've ever seen. This is like, oh, wow. this should be on the wall at MoMA that as is, far as I'm concerned. That is high praise from you. I'm, this is I'm up, excited. This is uploaded by Derek Huck. H-U-C-K, Huck. This is called Reliant K Mood Rings dot 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 amazing video exclamation point. I, I love it. Why, why did they put their watermark over it? It's not a watermark. It says evaluation copy. Oh. It's a slideshow. And they must have used some, some, some inexpensive editing yeah. software to make this slideshow. And they didn't pay to get the big <laughs> watermark that says evaluation copy out of it. But they exported it anyway. And they showed the fonts a second ago. 
Oh no, it's a guy playing a, a gun like a guitar. Yeah. Or, oh. <laughs> And I think these are like pictures of people that whoever made this actually knows yeah. mixed with stock <laughs> It just showed. The, the we'll get tipped off is a guy tipping his cowboy hat. It's yeah. an old man tipping his cowboy image hat. It's a of yeah. an old man standing in a yellow flower field tipping his cowboy hat. <laughs> so I think it's a mixture, like I said, of things they downloaded oh, online. There's a meme with a lot of words in it. Oh, wow. And a devil cartoon guy. And a horrifying smiley face. It's a lot of... And a person hanging from a ceiling. Whoa. 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 (laughs) An incredibly violent... Not violent. Not not okay. Not gory. But but an artistic... it's It's a stock image of someone hanging from a ceiling. Of a girl who hung herself. But it wasn't a real photo. It was like an artistic stock photo. If you're gonna do that, do the guy that hung himself in the haunted mansion. Like, come (laughs) on. That's too far. But yeah, this this is this is film. This is the new. You know how we don't know where this, <laughs> this is. Film. You don't. You know how we don't really know where the entertainment industry is going to go now with like COVID and stuff. And yes. they have to like rearrange how film sets are done. Just do things like this evaluation copy video by Derek Huck. This is what the future of entertainment is going to look like. And when you talk about the TV shows in the song, you show images from those TV shows. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you will get used to it. It's the future of entertainment. Derek, mark my words, Derek Huck is the new Lumiere Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're going to see a lot more um, single location to, you know, just minor locations like a single house with a very, very, very minimal cast is what... Right you're going to start seeing because that's the kind of stuff that places are starting to ask for now. Like Netflix is like put a call out there for that kind of uh, those kind of pitches and that kind of entertainment. Oh, and I'll just say so that we can finally get out of here. I mentioned that this was something we could discuss. Here's one more slideshow video where it's but don't (laughs) worry, you, you can this time again it's this time they don't have evaluation copy across the front but again it's pictures of their friends that they they've added the devil horns they've like, added wow, stuff to that one there's there's teeth. there's na- drawing naked boobs in the in this one <gasps> wow whoa i'm like, sorry the last one wasn't higher this is. it was the last one was like a monster woman that they drew that was it was like an octopus evil monster woman but they put real boobs with nipples on it so like not necessary <laughs> Reliant K would not approve of this. Um, and so it's a lot of stick figure drawings that they did. It's this, she's so pretty, but she doesn't all, I have a pause, but she's so pretty, but she doesn't always act that way. And it's a drawing of a stick figure lady, like looking pretty. And then another one where she's holding a spear. I don't understand why. And then it says, and then it's just more stick figure drawings, whatever. And Oh, and this is the oh, one I shared you online. Post that online. That was amazing. Where it's a very detailed <laughs> sketch of a bright-eyed lady with the words "evil" across I'm her teeth. I'm sorry. Did you just say a very detailed drawing? It is like it is not a detailed drawing. No, it's just the eyes, the eyebrow, and the mouth. It is not detailed. I'm sorry, but I meant there's a lot of detail in the sketch evil of evil across eyes. the teeth. Just in case, a very you detailed sure. drawing of eyes. 
And then for some reason, a close-up, a blurry close-up of a smiley face on a toe. On a toe, ew. And then more drawings, more pictures of friends. And then... And then at the end, and it ends with these credits. Here we go. Did you only want to make it to 50 episodes? Is that why you're showing me this? Are you trying to break me down and be like, all right, that's it. Show's over. Sorry, folks. So more pictures of their friends. More weird. Weird picture of just like a girl holding a magnifying glass up to like her tonsils and her teeth. That's so strange. But no, we're not there yet. I swear this will cause our discussion. And then the credits. Of course, you need to know what the credits are for the the awful thing we just watched. Oh, of course. And it's... These are the credits. Let's get emotional girls to all wear mood rings. Relying K, mood rings. Pawn... uh, But hold on, slow down. Then, like, I guess the names of their friends. Pawn, Cesar, Brazil. um, Butchin and Hamsta. I guess those are their nicknames or something. Bunchkill. Bunchkill. Bunchkin. Bunchkin. Um, yeah. And so so these credits are rolling with these comments. (laughs) He says, um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know what to say. Well, then, this is Danny speaking now. Don't say anything. You don't need credits (laughs) for your slideshow. Actually, and then she says, actually, I think emotional boys need mood rings. Yeah. Because boys are weird and stuff sometimes. I couldn't have said it better myself. So really, it was just... It was a it was a bait and switch. They were like, "Come on in and listen and watch our video about the song Mood Rings, about how girls are crazy." But at the very end, we're gonna throw this political message in the other direction and say, "Boys need mood rings." Absolutely, right on. So take that, boys. <laughs> take that. Take that to the bank. Boys don't wear rings. Yes, they do. I wear a ring. And I it's, wouldn't. It's a wedding ring. It's my wedding ring, <laughs> and I've worn it for fifty episodes, and I hope to wear it for fifty more. <laughs> Here with you, my beautiful podcast co-host, my beautiful podcast sidekick, Jessica, my love. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for fifty episodes. And thank you. Thank you Woo! all for listening. I feel like we should have planned something better for this, like. I don't know what. I just said I love you. Isn't that good enough? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. To the I just finally said I love you. That oh, was to me. Yeah, I just said oh, I love you. I can't a, believe I missed it. It was a major, major thing that I've been. I waited ten years and fifty episodes of our podcast <laughs> to finally tell you I love you, and you missed it. Oh, I'm gonna have to wait another fifty episodes to hear it. When we do the best thing, I don't know. What are we doing for one hundred? <laughs>